Two Can't Keep a Secret, a Pretty Little Liars podcast. My name is Jay, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, AJ. And we are going to be talking about season one, episode two, The Jenna Thing. But first, AJ, let's check in. How are you doing? Not great. (laughs) Like, like, I feel like I watched episode two. It was, I I will say, it is more tame than episode one. However... Mm -hmm these people still are irking my last nerves. Mainly the grown men of the town. (laughs) Honestly, I'm shocked you had a nerve left for them to get on. Trust me. No, I spent the entire week like healing that one nerve. (laughs) And then once it was back to help, I was like, let me focus on the other one while I was watching the episode. And they said, nope, we're taking that one away again. (laughs) Well, hopefully like you'll be okay throughout this episode. No one will, you know, throw a stink bomb in your apartment and cause you any bodily harm. Um, (laughs) That's a reference to this episode for those of you who aren't watching along. Um, That is a reference that goes along with, surprise, the Jenna thing. The Jenna thing? The Jenna thing. The Jenna thing! (laughs) But first, AJ. uh, You know how last last week we joked about how we were going to be doing commercials for a certain experience yes <laughs> uh, I do. I a very travel much. experience perhaps to europe but a specific part of europe to our one of our favorite places in europe the icelandic folk um, up there <laughs> wherever y'all are, y'all well, are listening. um yeah not 24 hours after we recorded this this episode of this podcast last week uh i went on tiktok as i do almost every day because you know i have no (laughs) self-control which is also why i watch pretty little liars um and i'm glad you watch it with no self-control i feel like i'm doing it like someone tugging my ear to the tv screen making me like sit down and watch it (laughs) it's me i am um but not 24 hours after mm-hmm. we talked about this episode and we made jokes about, you know, being a commercial agency for uh, Icelandic travel. Mm-hmm. The first video on my For You page on TikTok was this woman who went on a trip, a group trip to Iceland. <laughs> and she got off a plane and she had what she claimed were the best cinnamon buns in the world. And she said it was because of the Icelandic butter, which was out of this world. Have you ever had Icelandic butter, Dre? I have not, but now I have heard wonderful things. Um, should I order you some Icelandic butter? Is that a thing? Like, where are you going to get it? Like Whole Foods, Amazon? Um, let me tell you something. I got this wonderful thing called Google. <laughs> All right. Well, I will, um, I'll private message you or text you my address. And oh, it's at Whole Foods. Oh, it is at Whole Foods? <laughs> Dang it, I'll go there later this week. Okay. Wow. Look at that on the internet. It's crazy. Sorry, I had to step I, away to stop my cats from eating paintbrushes. It's okay. But I can genuinely say with my full heart, 
I don't think I have ever stepped inside of a Whole Foods before. The only reason I've stepped inside of Whole Foods for the past couple months is because mm-hmm. I've had to return things from Amazon and you can just drop oh. stuff off there. Or because they have really good challah. And if I'm ever craving challah, if the uh, farmer's market isn't open, I'll go. Um, mm. But yeah, I just thought it was really crazy that like TikTok was listening to my thoughts and didn't pull up Pretty Little Liars videos. <laughs> they said the entire podcast you did was irrelevant. You know what you need to know about? Iceland. And their butter. <laughs> oh, their amazing butter. It's out of this world. I cannot recommend it enough according to this lady from your tiktok <laughs> it was not my tiktok but it was my tiktok page i want to mm. be clear that i did not make a video about icelandic <laughs> butter or iceland um that being said if you're listening to this podcast and you are from iceland you've been to iceland or you just really like icelandic butter or other products <laughs> let us know we want to hear all about iceland because <laughs> at least i do i don't really mm-hmm. know what aj wants but considering he doesn't even want to watch the show and i'm crazy, <laughs> Can I tell you what I want? What do you want? I want to get sponsored by another country. <laughs> like, I would like another country. I would like, what country should we manifest to pop up on your Iceland. campaign today? Oh, you mean, no, I want Iceland to officially sponsor us. I, listen, Jay, this is a hustle. Listen, we, we, wait, pause. We, we love you, Iceland. better than Aria did. <laughs> we are going to do better. We're going to do what Mr. Right, Fritz so Iceland did. Iceland should sponsor us. And then I also I, think New Zealand. <gasps> yes. Okay. I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> Maybe I'm Australia, we could hang out with Sarah Carradine. I love Sarah Carradine. Yeah, so we'll take Australia. We'll take New Zealand. Does Sarah Carradine um, watch Pretty Little Liars? I'm sorry. Does Sarah Carradine watch Pretty Little Liars? <laughs> if she doesn't, uh, neither do you. So <laughs> valid. <laughs> um, I would like it to be known that um, less than an hour before this podcast started, <laughs> AJ texted me and said. I haven't watched the episode. No, no, don't mischaracterize me. Are you going to pull up the text messages? Yes, you asked me, AJ, did you watch the episode? And my response was, it will be left of mystery. So I, before I um, let AJ record this podcast episode with me, I made him confirm that he had in fact watched the episode. <laughs> Um, which is why we have been on this Zoom for literally an hour, and we are just now starting our podcast. And we, in fact, did take a nice We Don't Talk About Bruno break. <laughs> and uh, you know who we really shouldn't be talking about? <laughs> Aria or Ezra, and yet we have to. <laughs> Wait, but I would like to stay on Bruno. <laughs> Sadly, there is not a Bruno in Pretty Little Liars. Dang it. Far. Okay. Uh, but perhaps a la the weird sisters, we will do a bonus episode one day where we compare the cast to or the characters to uh different Disney characters or other such things. Maybe we'll sort them into different houses. We'll we'll see. That'll be hilarious. I will love to. <laughs> yeah, so uh Let's get right into our second episode of season one, which is called The Jenna Thing. What are your overall feelings about the episode, AJ? Again, it was a lot more tame, uh, but a lot of more out-of-pocketness happening in this episode by multiple characters. And I'm pretty sure you just said two completely contradictory sentences. <laughs> no. First off, 
it makes perfect sense. Like this, both statements are true. It was a lot more tame, and there was a lot more out of pocketness. <laughs> All right, I I buy it. <laughs> like the things that were happening in the episode, it was like you know what, this is a normal episode. The decisions that was being made by the characters in this episode, it was like this is not okay. <laughs> This episode felt a lot longer to me. It was not longer, but it felt longer. But it could be because I was taking meticulous I, notes. I think it, you could tell me I was wrong. It was um slower pace. That's, like, yeah, exactly. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Um and yet this episode starts. Like I feel like episode one was like, we gotta fit a lot. We gotta introduce you to a lot of stuff that we got. We gotta do. put a full year or more into this one episode. <laughs> and now they're like, Correct. okay. Let's take a breather. Let's just do a couple days. We, we got to start on this episode one. We are starting this day and we're ending over a year from now at a funeral. And we got to fit all of that into a single episode. And this one, they're like, okay, you got like three days maybe. <laughs> and you have an hour to show it. And th- that's a lot more um, viable. <laughs> a it lot is. more time Survivor does it every week. Big Brother does it every other day. That is true. <laughs> Not to compare the two. <laughs> Could you imagine live streams of Rosewood? Just I, I, I'd refuse. Like I, I would like start watching. I will see something I don't like and be like, I can't watch this anymore. I got to go to. A I feel like place. I, I am, I do have a degree that makes me a mandated reporter. Mm. So I feel like there would be a lot of me calling child Sur- protective services just because um, some of these teenagers need some protection yes i agree and From i'm not just talking about the other. condom type <laughs> well pause there's a lot less sex happening than people would like <laughs> we will get there we will get there <laughs> okay. on multiple fronts all right um but where, right where now, are we starting off jay right now we're starting right after the funeral <laughs> because they're still in their little black dresses which they wore to a church, but looked like maybe they were going to wear to someone's party after prom or something, uh, someone's house. Listen, the funeral's in the morning. They got stuff to do. <laughs> but it's been the whole afternoon, and they are at the Apple Rose Grill. Uh, and they're talking about the messages that they got from A um, mm-hmm. after the funeral, as well as, you know, the fact that Allie was murdered. Um, and then they start talking about how nervous they are about the Jenna thing and that the detective, Detective Wilden, who is on the case, might find out about the Jenna thing. Um, Emily at this point asks if they look guilty. Do you think Emily knows something that the others don't? Because like Spencer's like, oh, no one will know. No, how could they know about the Jenna thing? That's not even related to Allie and to Allie's murder. Mm-hmm. And Emily is like, hmm, but don't we look guilty in all of this? And do you think she knows something everyone else is just like out of the loop on? I I think Emily is just a paranoid person. <laughs> I think her general demeanor is um, paranoia and the presence of Jenna at the funeral like spiked that up to 10. Like, so I think, I think if I was an interrogator and I got those four girls, I'm going to Emily first. I feel like she's going to be the first one to crack. Absolutely. Absolutely, that is a great way to put it. Um, <laughs> he is quite easily, by far, mm-hmm. going to be the first one to crack. Yeah. Um, 
because like Hannah does not care about anything at all. She's, like, I love Hannah with all my heart. At the restaurant, at, at the restaurant, she pulls out a flask, which we are to believe has alcohol in it because it's a flask. And she pours the flask mm-hmm. into whatever she's drinking and into her friend's drink or into her drink and offers her friends some of the flask. Mm-hmm. And there's this like dad aged person who uh, was like giving her the stink eye because she's like very obviously 16 and drinking in public. And she says, what? It's medicinal. I have cramp. <laughs> <laughs> she does not give a, she, she almost went to jail. She almost went to juvie for shoplifting. Correct. Her mom had to have sex with a cop because of it. And <laughs> she's like, whatever, I'm going to drink in public. I have cramps. Well, I, I think the bigger story of this is for the second episode in a row, she was willing to share her alcohol. <laughs> and I feel like her kindness is going underrepresented in this um, story. I sure, do, she is the badass, but she is so kind she's like we need a drink this is <laughs> a lot's happening and everyone else is like let's go go crazy and she's like fine i'm gonna vibe by myself <laughs> she's like i have a different version of crazy she said the one thing i will not do is- <laughs> and you know what she's like if i'm gonna sweat it's gonna be because i'm drinking not because i'm nervous <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that energy um and i respect that about hannah hannah is very much about this is what I need right now, and I'm not going to mm-hmm. feel guilty for doing what I need to do to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. I agree. And it's... I feel like that that kind of attitude probably gets her through a lot of really tough stuff because I think, you know, between her parents' divorce and um, the, her relationship with her mom, I feel like she has sort of been on her own and she's developed this sort of harder attitude of this harder yeah. shell and mm-hmm. it, it seems to have served her well despite the fact that she's drinking in public like you say it serves her well this 16 year old is drinking in public and she is not like showing any signs of opening up at all like there's a good chance that she's going to explode uh this i'm season. just saying in comparison to her friends oh pause jay let me tell you something what's what's a nervous animal uh that's a great question. What is a nervous animal? Oh, let's go to our good friend Google. What is the most nervous an- animal and why is it a squirrel? You know, it is a squirrel. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I was distracted I wanna... by my cat. What is the most... Uh, mail in, email us what do you believe the most nervous animal is? And, and why I will is tell it a you squirrel? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and I'm out. Um, oh, Really? Dang, I disagree. Maybe it's an ostrich. Poss- possum is not the correct answer, just so you know. I feel like a possum would fight you in yeah. an abandoned mall. Yeah. That, that's why I think Google's wrong. Maybe you'd want to set up the fight. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, this is the time, this is the place, be there, or I will come to your house. Like, Jay, if I have to get in a fight with a possum or an ostrich, like, where'd that ostrich at? Like, I like my chances you better. You know how big them. an ostrich is? Yeah, but you know how scrappy a possum is? Yeah, but like, <laughs> we're in America. We have a lot of material at our disposal. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, yes, I am left of both Biden and Hillary. And yet, we have many materials at our disposal to deal with 
a possum. A possum. But you see, you have materials to deal with a possum. I do I am not. Getting... I just want to make it clear. I do not own a gun. I'm saying I am entering a boxing ring with a possum and I am scared for my life. That was a choice. <laughs> because the boxing ring, I decided if I'm going to have to fight a possum, I'm going to be prepared because I know how scrappy they are. I'm not showing up with a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> Jason, I'm not showing up with a knife to a possum fight. <laughs> that too. Listen, you got to be ready for a possum. But the um, correct thing you know is what else is you gotta be ready for? What? You gotta be ready. Wait, I, wait, I got a question to ask you first. Oh, I don't get to do my transition. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I, I feel like I know where you're going to transition. And th- they were talking about how um, the reason they were all friends was because Allison knew their secrets. Mm-hmm. And so it was exactly like, where I was going. Oh, then go, go Jay, go. <laughs> I was gonna say, you also have to be ready for a girl like Allie to use her secrets against you. (laughs) But it turns out that's exactly what Spencer was doing because she Mm -hmm. had a secret of Allie's. Oh, how the turntables turn. (laughs) The turntables, they just turned right around. And Spencer, she said, did you know that Allie was hooking up with an older boy? What? Oh, we don't know how old, much older. This could be like a senior in high school. This could be like Mr. Fitz. I have a theory. <laughs> what is that theory? We'll get to it later on. <laughs> is it Mr. Fitz? We'll get to it later on. <laughs> I am so excited. Usually I'm the one that's like, we'll get to that AJ and AJ. Like, no, 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 no. This time I, I, I'm, I, I'm the Spencer here. I have a secret for you. I would let you know when it when I came up with this theory. <laughs> and you want to know what else you can never expect? What? Jenna. Wait, Jenna... Before, before we get to Jenna real quick, can I ask you a question? This is the question I had to ask you. So this is the question I have to ask you. When do a secret aspire? I think it depends on the secret. Interesting. Because um, Allison was dead and um, Homegirl was like, we have to keep the secret. And they're like, she's dead. The, the time's up. Like, we can tell the secret. And they're like, eh, I don't know about that secret. Well, um, here's no, the thing. No. There's and, and then she told the secret to them. Right, but Spencer, does the question is, does Spencer know who the older boy is? And the answer, I believe, is no. I don't think she knows. But if she, but I think that makes it almost more dangerous because if it gets out that she was making out with an older guy, mm-hmm. and these four are being interrogated for Allie's murder, mm-hmm. either for murdering her or knowing something about the murder and keeping it quiet. Yeah. I think that if I think the secret hasn't expired. Ooh. Because you're either gonna tell that to the police so they have a lead, mm-hmm. or you're gonna keep that a secret so it doesn't come back on you. There's still another party involved in that secret. If it was True. Allie made out with mm-hmm. John Greg. and John and Allie both died in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Both parties have died. Yes. And they were the ones involved in the secret. There was no one else. Mm-hmm. There's another person involved in this secret. So whether you know who that is or not, if it gets out, you could either be ruining someone's life, incriminating someone, mm-hmm. or that person could come after you. 
Understood. Ah. Hmm. But strangely, none of that went through Spencer, or none of that, maybe it went through her head, but none of that came out of Spencer's mouth as reasons none to not it. tell the secret. She was just like, Allie would be mad at us. And it's like, yeah. Allie can't be mad at anyone. Well, pause. Jay, you are a rational thinking person. Um, so, despite well, the fact that Spence works... I think Spence's judgment can be clouded. Um, I think especially on this day where like mm-hmm. feelings about Allie are very... Correct. ...on the front of the mind. Yes. Um, what's the word? Doesn't matter. I feel um, like a week from now, I would trust uh, Spence the judgment a lot more but at this point in time well maybe not after this week that she has but <laughs> i'm just saying in general, we'll like give there. give her seven days it, give the average person like seven days their judgment might be better yeah. um but so i saw this tiktok right and this, this girl or i forgot who it was this person was like <laughs> so if i tell you a secret and i told you to keep the secret you can't keep the secret <laughs> they said it's okay for you to tell anyone that I don't know. It's me. This secret is just keep it away from our mutuals. <laughs> Do you, know, you agree with that I, concept? I think there are some secrets that works for. Mm-hmm. For example, I have a friend who, um, I mean, now she's already had the baby. But mm-hmm. a year ago, my friend told me that she was pregnant. And she was like, don't tell anyone. Like, we're still keeping it under wraps. Um, mm-hmm. Me and my husband don't want to like the news to get out yet. And yeah. she's never met my mom. So I told my mom. <laughs> and my mom was like, oh my gosh, that's so lovely. Do you, did, does your friend want me to like, does your friend want like a baby blanket? And I was like, listen, like she doesn't want anyone to know yet. So just keep your mouth shut. You don't even know her name. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I feel like that's mind. one thing. Okay. But, like murdered girl was making out with older boy and I don't want to tell the police. <laughs> Let me tell Leroy. <laughs> I feel like you can tell your four friends who you're considered the suspect with mm. so that if it does get out, you're not the only person being incriminated. Ah, so it's a, I'm not going down by myself. Like, right. I feel, like, going down. I feel like there's a lot of smaller decisions leading up to that that you need mm. to make. If you're thinking logically. Or mm. you just pull a Spencer and you say, Allie would be mad at me. And the girls are like, she's dead. She's cold. She's in the ground. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Get get to um the star of this cold open. I don't know if I call her the star. Not, for this episode being called the Jenna thing, she is not in this episode a lot. Not, not the star of the episode, just of this scene. Mm. So Jenna, remember, she is blind. She also was at the funeral. They were shocked to see her. Um, mm-hmm. And because she's blind, the girls do not know if she sees them. Jenna enters the Apple Rose Grill and she's using a cane. I will note that she is using a cane incorrectly. Um, I have a background in disability work and um, Jenna is actually sweeping it the same direction as she's walking and blind people tend to, use, or tend to, they do use their cane by sweeping it mm. in the opposite direction, checking for mm. obstacles in their way. The rest of the scene, the rest of the episode, she does use the cane correctly. It's just this one scene. And I think it's one of those weird things where like they probably did like 50 different takes and they just use this one. Yeah. Um so I didn't know they hear the, when they hear the tapping sound, they don't even have to look up. They know that Jenna <laughs> is in the restaurant. 
and they go silent. They shut the F up. <laughs> and you they leave. hear a pin drop. They get the F up and they disperse. <laughs> like they don't pay for their shit. <laughs> they're just, they're gone. <laughs> the presence of this woman was enough to shut this whole thing down. <laughs> and this is where I say, if Mona and Jenna teamed up, ah! I think AJ I would it. die. <laughs> I couldn't take it. I oh, think that'd be good. <laughs> his universe, like his dreams would be made. Oh, I would love this so much. <laughs> My heart would go three sizes. <laughs> and then it would be the size of a normal heart. <laughs> bigger than mine but you know <laughs> but you know listen Mona and Jenna could do it <laughs> if anyone could if anyone could it's the duo of Mona and Jenna um and yeah that is the end of of the, of the first scene it's so theme song we have our theme song still a bop I didn't even skip it yet it, ha- it hasn't got old for me yet I'm so glad because honestly, hmm. I still don't skip it. <laughs> and it's in my head all week long. <laughs> and I watched it twice this week. Um, and once that ends, we open at the Marin household where Ashley, hmm. and who is Hannah's mom, and Hannah are getting ready in the kitchen. Um, mm-hmm. And suddenly Detective Wilden appears on TV um, and he's talking about Allie and Allie's body. We learned that the autopsy has come back, which was quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Allie had blunt force head trauma, um, but the cause of death was not the head trauma. It was actually suffocation. And Hannah's mom. And this is where my theory comes in. I think oh. Darren was the older man. I, I, not only do I think Darren was the older man, I think Darren's the one who killed Allie. So you think Detective Wilden, yes. the detective on the case, is the one yep. that was making out with Hannah, or not Hannah, with Allie. Correct. And then killed her. And now he's investigating, quote unquote, the case. Yes. I th- I think he sh- he showed up there that night because he was like, I can see you. She's like, I'm here. And then she was like, you know, I got an ultimatum for you. Um, Leave your girlfriend. I'm telling the world you're sleeping with a minor. And he was like, okay, I choose murder. And then he like kills her and like tries to hide the body and that's why he's being so suspicious to the girls because he knew they were there and he was like this is my best the best people I can pin this murder on so I'm going to try my darndest to make it look like one of them is at fault see I find that fascinating because he also just reads like just a slimy cop to me like regardless of whether (laughs) he's involved he just reads as like the classic like I graduated from the police academy like right after high school so maybe i'm like 24 or mm. whatever you know like he's like you know relatively young and and because in this universe no one actually looks like their actual age um <laughs> except for ali um, <laughs> surprisingly who's younger um, <laughs> anyway all of this to say he like he just seems like one of those cocky guys who's like i just got my badge a couple years ago and i and better than you. It, it, Jay, I will say this. If he's not the one who killed Allie, he is terrible at his job. <laughs> I mean, this is a TV show. I and also, care. he is a cop. <laughs> <laughs> You'll notice that I am not laughing. 
I get I am laughing, but only because what I said is true. <laughs> I, I I think I think Darren murdered her. Like he's my number one suspect right now. In my suspect board, I have Darren number one, Spence number two. Well, uh, as much as I want to hear more about your theory, oh, because there's mom more to does it. not <laughs> because she shuts off the TV. She's like, Hannah does not need to hear all about you know one of her best friends being murdered on television. You um, and so what? she asks if Hannah is up to attending school or if she wants to stay home and take like a mental health day. And Hannah's like, No, I'm gonna go to school. And her mom really tries to reassure her that. Uh, she shouldn't let the news get to her head and mm-hmm. um, that Hannah won't be seeing Detective Wilden over at their house again. Um, and this is where I get to the point where I'm like, I don't think that Hannah's mom is the most effective and the best mom, but it's really clear that she cares a lot about She tries Hannah's really well-being. hard. She, she really is trying. Um, uh, I, I think I think um as much as the men suck, I think besides Spence, all the moms are trying their hardest to be good moms. Considering the amount of secrecy that their children have, mm-hmm. I think given the information they have, they're doing the best they can given mm-hmm. their own circumstances. Yes. I agree. Um based on I the think- knowledge that they have, they are doing their best. And I think this is kind of the point where it's like, if we think about it, most parents, or at least most of my friends' parents and my parents, I think about all the things that, you know, maybe they could have done better when we were kids. And then I Mm -hmm. think my parents and probably my friends' parents were all doing the best they could with the knowledge Mm -hmm. they had. Mm-hmm. and they're human and they make yes. mistakes or yes. they're not making mistakes they're making really difficult choices um because the world is really shitty yes um and you know i think given the information that they have sometimes these moms are making mistakes and mm-hmm. sometimes they are doing things that they know are wrong but they're making a choice because they feel it's the only choice that they have given whatever mm-hmm. circumstances they have yes um, a little later on, we hear some chatter in the background from Hannah's mom, where she's talking about loans, and there's some allusions to perhaps them having money problems, which could also have to do with why Hannah's mom feels like she only has one choice to get Hannah mm-hmm. off the hook for shoplifting and things like yes. that. Um, so I think there's more to Hannah's family situation than we know, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting because I feel like the, we don't the, know a lot about her family. We don't know a lot about Emily's family. But Arya's family and Spencer's family seem a lot more connected to who they are as on-screen characters. Well, you can say that, but I mean, I think have, have we, we haven't been given. We haven't. Emily's family haven't been given the opportunity to breed. That's uh, what I'm saying. A, I, yeah. I think, like on screen, we see a lot more about their relationship with their families. Whereas these other, the other two, so Hannah and Emily, I feel like we haven't been, we haven't seen their interactions with their families as deeply as we have. And we've seen it more with Hannah, but we haven't, but like there's obviously her dad and whatever situation is going on there. Um, And I feel like we haven't seen 
much detail about the past. We've only seen what's happening right now with Hannah's family. I, I think like the only time we see the other two's family, it's like um, some deeply toxic um, familiar situations when we get to see them. Mm-hmm. So to my knowledge, um, despite the fact that Hannah's dad um, ran out of both of them and um, Emily's mom don't want her looking like a golf. Like, but listen, like Pam is committed to the aesthetic. <laughs> and I can't blame her. Like, like in the parenting, she is number one in my heart. Like, despite that. Yeah, I maybe Ella. I like all the moms, but I think Ella might be my favorite mom. Oh, uh, I'm still out on. Oh. And Pam is a close second. It's just that she's so oblivious. We'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but even when we're not at Hannah's house, we're still talking about Hannah. Because we move on, speaking of Ella and Aria's mom, uh, we move over to Aria's house and they're gossiping about Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, you know, did you see Hannah at the funeral? She totally didn't get that dress from Curvy Girl. Like, she's so not fat anymore, basically. Okay. Uh, I mean, like, to be fair, my family did this all the time. People would show up to a bat mitzvah, which is, you know, a religious ceremony in Judaism. Um, one of the most important day, days of a Jewish teenager's life. Mm-hmm. And remember, you're in synagogue, you're in a house of worship. And there would definitely be some teens who would show up with like a dress to their mid-thigh and like stilettos. Mm-hmm. And this was like yes. around 2010, maybe a little mm-hmm. earlier. And like my mom and I would sit in synagogue and be like, did you see what uh, Jackie's wearing? Yeah. She better not uh, bend over at all. She better not drop her purse, you know? Like, mm-hmm. yes. let's hope she's covered down there. Um, but like, you know, we would gossip. But at the same time, like, like I definitely recognize that like, it is not a I, I, good I conversation But I think, and you can tell me I'm wrong, but I feel like if anyone would know and be understanding, it would be Ella. Yeah, and Arya would know. Like, body image issues is something big with um. Uh, but I also feel like you know, Ella's trying to relate to Arya because Arya's been a little weird, and she's like, "Oh, let's yeah. talk about your friends," and maybe this, and also just like it is a like, I don't know. It feels like a very normal mom daughter who. Well, have here's the thing, right? More friend than mom daughter relationship. Here's my thing. I like Hannah more than either of them. So any gossip <laughs> towards Hannah, I will be defensive of. Totally, <laughs> At least from them. Totally valid. And like, <laughs> I get it, but also not. And Pat, and Arya's dad comes in and he's like, "Who doesn't shop at Curvy Girl?" And they're like, "Whatever, it doesn't matter." <laughs> and Arya's like, "Let's focus on our family, actually." And Byron, her dad is like, Arya, excuse me. And I was, and her mom is like, are things weird here? And Arya just gets up and leaves. And her dad's like, what a teenage girl thing. And Ella's like, you just bullied our daughter out of the room. (laughs) Well, like, Well, like, I feel like he was, like, being awkward at that point point where he'd be like, but, like, not awkward in, like, 
you know my secret, but I could be like, oh, y'all talking, let me join in like the dad into this conversation that dad should not be joining in. Right, on. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> like that kind of awkward. <laughs> but then like just his presence just like and makes Arya like, turn. Remember when you cheated on mom, but with her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I'm at the point where I'm like, and I know last like podcast is like passive aggression is my love language. It's not. Um, just to be clear, it is really not. It's um, my love language if it's joking and between friends. This is obviously not joking. And yeah, I, I, at this point, and you can tell me I'm wrong. The longer that Arya does not tell her mom, just the more dumb her mom looks. Like the more foolish she makes her mom. So, I think yes, and. I think that her mom, like, even her dad says this later in the episode, but he's kind of like, your mom's picking up on something. Yes, she is. But I think, like, from, but here's the thing, from right? Arya's you, perspective, been, it does mm. make her her mom look dumber. But it is but she's been holding in this on scene, for this, yeah. in this scene, it becomes the most clear to me. Mm-hmm. Arya has had a chokehold on her entire family for a full year. Yes. She's been like, I'm going to drive a car. And her dad is like, okay. And she's like, I'm going to go make out with my English teacher. And her mom's like, I didn't hear you, but okay. Like, I I, I agree. Uh, All she has to do is be a little little bitchy. And I will say, this also is not necessarily her place to tell her mom, hey, dad slept with you and stuff like that it's not necessarily her job to tell her that um comma but i feel like if you're going to hold on for it to this for so long you need to be like you know what i'm at the point i'm tired of holding on to this <laughs> either you either tell make her peace with it yes or stop or like blow up i agree yes 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 and but the weird thing is right um it seems like it's a consensus why were they were in iceland she just let go of it she she well I won't say let go of it, but she was like at peace with it. She was like, you know what, this happened. I'm not like, glad this I got happened. I a free Iceland trip out of this, which is what you and I do. That's all we want. Uh, an Icelandic or New Zealand trip, like that's all I would like. Like maybe <laughs> Australia, maybe Australia. Well, to see Sarah, yes. <laughs> um, but like, but like, here's the thing. I feel like she was like, I got to go to Iceland. Because her dad went on a sabbatical, and I'm pretty sure her dad went on a sabbatical because he was making out with a grad student. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. She's like, I got my free Europe trip, and now she's like, you took me back to the United States, so I'm going to make your life hell. <laughs> she loved Iceland. Listen, she had the Icelandic butter. <laughs> she had, <laughs> like, you know how, like, people see, like, uh-huh. you're, like, people see babies, and they're like, oh my god, I want a baby. Like, she's like, oh my god, I want Iceland. Iceland fever, <laughs> which is funny because it's Iceland, but whatever. Yeah. It's not. It's not the cold one. That's Greenland. Their their names are mixed up. You, you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Iceland was too good for that girl. Like you know what like, else is uh, she, mixed up? She, she probably had such a good life over there. Like she wasn't involved in any murder cases. Like. <laughs> She was living the dream. Life was so good for Arya in Iceland. <laughs> she didn't even know that Allie was dead. Not, nope. She, they thought she was out on the beach, like probably getting a tan. Making out with some older guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're you, about know, to you, you know uh, who else feels a little confused? Who? 
our girl Emily. Uh, because she is sitting on the beach. Oh, not on the beach. God, she's sitting on her porch, probably wishing she was at the beach, but mm-hmm. she's reading a book. Um, and Maya comes over and she's like, and Maya says, listen, I'm sorry I didn't show up to Allie's funeral. I didn't know her and I live in our house now. I feel like it would be kind of weird if I just sort of showed up. I never even met the girl. She was dead before I moved here. Damn, Jay, uh, it really would be weird for someone who never even met this girl to show up at a funeral. You mean Ezra? <laughs> oh, I wrote in my notes, Everett. <laughs> but- <laughs> yeah, I wrote yes, Ezra. That- get a hint? <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh, uh, well, pause. While you're Ezra like, gets, I hate Ezra so much. I'm, I'm get, I get so mad at Ezra. Ezra, this episode just, uh, I hate him with all my heart. Like, there's nothing redeemable about that man. Yeah, like this man. First of all, like if Maya showed up, she lives in the girl's house. She's mm-hmm. 16, maybe 15, maybe 17 years old. Um, so like same ish age. She still has like all of Ali's stuff. Like, just, what? Like, every time that I have moved, mm-hmm. I've had to. I mean, I get that Allie's family owned the house and I've only rented. Mm-hmm. But I was always under the impression when you move, you take all your stuff with you or you get rid of it. Yeah. But they left their dead daughter's shit at their old house to just be doing whatever the new people want to do with, which was probably throw away because they don't know this girl. Including pictures of her. There are still pictures of Allie up in Maya's room. <laughs> it's so strange. Like... Maya goes to bed every night and looks at a picture of a dead girl. <laughs> who she didn't know. No, did not if know it at all. haunted, it is now. I, I, I halfway thought Maya was going to be like, I still fear her spirit sometimes. But it's just like... a picture. It's just a pic- that poster. <laughs> it's like Scooby-Doo. The eyes like light up. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Speaking of Scooby-Doo, uh, catch up, uh, catch up on uh, dra- the Brazilian Dragon podcast where they have some episodes covering old Scooby-Doo episodes and movies. Um, anyway, back to to yeah. keep a secret. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> uh, Maya is completely like flirting with Emily um, and she's like you know I'm kind of thirsty and Emily's like oh I can go get you some water she's like I'd rather drink it from your cup Jay I never turn on the character so quickly <laughs> like let me tell you something it, like if you want if you're thirsty I will get you a cup to drink or if you're just curious while I'm drinking like maybe if I'm close enough to you I'll let you take a sip mm, no but we're not about to drink this together like this is my drink even pre-COVID, I did not like drinking out of well, other people's cups. I did not like other people drinking from my cup. Maybe if my mom was having like a cocktail at a restaurant, I might be like, can I have a sip of that? Because she's my mother and it was prepared at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then I felt really, I would feel really weird about it. And I'd usually ask for like an extra like cocktail straw or like other straw and i'd use yeah that. like w- whenever i shared with someone um, whatever i have to do to not touch the same service that the other person touched whenever i shared a drink with someone it was one it was pre-planned like when we got the drink we knew we were sharing it mm-hmm. and two we each had a, our own straw like, yeah we, we our lips were not touching the same surface not one time that's because we're normal people 
but this is pre-COVID and also she's like literally just trying to like jump Emily. Well, pause. Jay, I had my own straw pre-COVID too. This is no, not an excuse. Also, she's trying, but I think the key difference is like she's trying to uh, jump she, Emily. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, she doesn't want it. She doesn't want her lips to touch Emily's cup. She wants her lips to touch Emily's lips. Let, let me tell you something. Anyone who is um, interested in me romantically, just buy me a cup. Like I, I will appreciate it. Do, do that not share. is my love language. <laughs> Giving me my own cup. <laughs> Give me my own cup. <laughs> um, and Emily's mom comes up and is like, "Oh hi," and Maya seems to have no personal space. Right? <laughs> She's like, "Oh my god, hi, Emily's mom," and tries to hug her. <laughs> Why? Like, it's it's so hard to love Maya. <laughs> she's just like a very touchy person she's like she just doesn't have those like boundaries no like, no like I love Maya as a character but I know if I was to meet Maya in person I'll be like you are too much for me <laughs> like, I agree I agree like, I feel like she's the kind of person I would have so much fun if I met her at a party mm-hmm. but like girl we would have to have a conversation about boundaries mm-hmm. if we ever hung out after that party <laughs> um and and emily's mom starts talking to maya and realizes that maya is living with all of allison's stuff and mm-hmm. she's like that's creepy that's yep. weird yep. um if you want you can sleep at our house for a couple of days while your parents get rid of all of allison's stuff so that and you don't have to t- sleep and- with a picture of a dead girl staring at you and let me tell you so jay as soon as she said that, I was like, this is written by a white person. Because <laughs> there is not a single person of color who has a child going to let somebody they don't know stay in their house for no period of time, for no reason. Yeah. And I mean, I think that it was a very nice offer. Listen, um, I people think, of color like, ain't nice. <laughs> I think you don't need to be that nice to a neighbor you just met. Exactly. I, like, let me tell you something. There's an entire interview process before you get to sleep at someone else's house, and Maya has not done be, anything. Quite honestly, <laughs> like, because you don't know this person, mm-mm. and um, if anything, as a parent, I would offer to have a conversation. I'd be like, "That's a little weird, don't you think? That your parents haven't gotten rid of all of uh, yeah, the rentist's stuff. Um, maybe, do you want me to talk to your parents <laughs> and and just check in and see if." maybe they need help getting rid of all that stuff or they need a uh, phone number or a name of a moving company. Yeah, like Jay, you just made a great point, which is weirder. The fact that Allison's parents did not touch it or that um, my parents was like, you know what, let's just keep this here. Well, to be fair, I think it's been two days and they're probably trying to get rid of all the stuff. And the mm. town just found out that like their queen bee beloved Allison was murdered. Yeah. So, like, I don't know, like, I also don't know what day of the week it is, maybe, like, but also, like, they were trying to get rid of stuff when, they just haven't gotten rid of all of it. I think. Like, here's my question. How much stuff does Allison have? Here's what I think. I think the De Laurentiis took what they needed Mm -hmm. and left a ton of stuff, and, like, Maya's family is just taking their time moving their stuff in, and as they move in, they're finding more stuff. Mm. so they slowly have to move it out and I think this is something that's true of me when I moved into my apartment 
it took me a full month to put up like art up on the wall mm-hmm. just because I had executive dysfunction. Um, and so I could see Maya almost being scared to move pictures of a dead girl, you know? <laughs> so, like, I get it, but I also don't get it at all. Like, I, I get it. Like, pause. Moving is a process. Like, last time I moved, like, I had bosses for, like, months. Like, but I think Maya's family was, like, blindsided. They thought they were moving into a house that see, was now theirs, and it's still kind of Ali's family's. See, they didn't ask the right questions. Um, It was too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And Jay, when it's too good to be true, it's not true. There's a version of Pretty Little Liars season one from Maya's family's perspective, and it's like a horror movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this black family yes. moves into an almost all white town. They find out they moved into a dead girl's house. The girl's body is found in their backyard and more of her stuff keeps showing up. I, I will be like, where is my daughter? They're not about to get out her. <laughs> And yet, like a horror movie, they do nothing. Well, uh, uh, again, that's how I know there's a white writer. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, at least Maya's trying to make friends. I mean, I um, guess she's, like, trying to, like, get out of the house as much as possible. Also. Like, I, I feel like Maya's the type of person, like... She is an extrovert. She, she she gives me vibes that like everyone likes her but like everyone likes her sense. in doses yes correct uh, except for in the few people that like like her full heartedly it's like these are my people 100% yeah so someone and I think Maya's the type of person to find her people quickly like she's not going to take it's not going to take long for her to find her people yeah Um. so someone I know once described it, uh, friendships to me like this. People are like silverware. Stay with me here. Uh, you're about to lose, you, you almost lost me on the opening line. <laughs> so you have your fancy silverware that you only bring out for dinner parties. Mm-hmm. These are your Spencer Hastings with your rich families who you bring out to impress people. Mm. The ones that you bring as a plus one to a wedding. Mm. Um, if it's like someone that you're, you know, you're trying to seem like you have your life together. Mm. Um, the people that, you know, might invite you to a gala, those kinds mm. of things. I wish I knew anyone like that. <laughs> then you have your everyday silverware, the stuff you have in your kitchen. Hey. That's like you and me. We rely on each other. We're we're tight. We're loyal. I'm a really good sport. I see that in you. <laughs> Mul- you have multiple uses. Um and yet, but not used enough. <laughs> exactly where I was going. <laughs> and yet you're always there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you have your plastic silverware, which is kind of like your Maya. Mm. Or for us, perhaps, a Maya, where she's great to hang out with for a small period of time. Mm-hmm. Maybe bring, maybe you hang out at a party. Maybe like if I want to have a good time, I'm bringing Maya. Yeah. And like not a good time like I'm trying to impress people. Like 
there's a house party, I'm going to invite mm-hmm. Maya because she seems yeah. like she would enjoy it. Yeah. Or if I'm going to a football game, I might invite Maya because she seems like she would be fun to hang out with in a high energy setting. But I'm not bringing her home to be my roommate. Whereas your everyday Uh-oh. silverware friends, you, you could see yourself either being a roommate with them or hanging out with them three days in a row, mm-hmm. um, any setting kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it turns out the person that told me this ended up being one of those fancy silverware people who I only really talk to when I need to impress people, um, <laughs> which is why I feel like she had this metaphor because she had way too much time on her hands uh-huh. to uh, be thinking of fancy metaphors for what friendships are. Um, whereas I was like, you're either my friend or you're not. That's that's how I think about life. <laughs> um, but I think about it sometimes, and seeing Maya, I'm like she. Like the most I think about is she's like, my are you plastic my silverware kind of friend. Mm. And that's okay. And I think like that's also it's good to know that like not all your friends need to be your everyday silverware friend. Mm-hmm. But Maya wants to be Emily's everyday silverware friend. And I, mean, I think Emily won't mind. And I think Emily wants it too. <laughs> Um, so the two of them, Emily and Maya, decided. I like to say I'm still pro Maya. <laughs> like, oh, I know. I don't want to come off not pro Maya. No, 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 and I don't think it's a bad thing for her to be like one of those people that that people like in small doses. I just think like it's yeah. just a fact, and you know, people probably say the same thing about me, and that's okay. Listen, people have straight up told me I like you in um, small doses. So I was like, you know what? I get it. That's fair. You know, I'd <laughs> rather someone tell me. Like, listen, <laughs> be straight up with me then make me falsely believe we're closer than we actually are. Right. And like, you know, those true silverware everyday friends are going to be the ones listening to this like five hour podcast. <laughs> listen, it can't be five hours of that stuff to do. <laughs> well, I'm trying to move it along. You keep going back to Maya. Well, you know what? That sounds like me. <laughs> For someone who likes her in small doses, you're sure doing a lot of talking about her. <laughs> I love Maya with all my heart. <laughs> I love her so much. Um, so they go and they walk over to Spencer's house. Apparently everyone lives in the same neighborhood, despite like, from my understanding, their wealth being very different, like varying amounts of familial wealth, but Mm -hmm. they all live like within walking distance. Um, so Spencer meets Maya for the first time and, uh, Maya's like, Hey, I'm the one that moved into the dead girl's house. And it's like, and I laughed. I'm not gonna lie, Jay. I laughed. I laughed like, so hard. Right, but like she's talking to two of Ali's like best friends, and she's like mm, the dead girl, and it's like just one of those like again one of those things where like Maya can't read a room. Um, <laughs> and Spencer's practicing her field hockey. She's she wants to be. <gasps> she was practicing hockey. Field hockey. I thought she was playing golf. No, no, no. This is another uh, white people. See, I, I was confused. I was like, is this putt putt or like do you have varsity for putt putt? <laughs> like, okay. Uh, but she wants to be varsity captain because, you know, it's another thing to add to your resume. Um, and they're like, hey, come get coffee with us. And she's like, no, I need to practice. But she's nicer than that. Um, and we all know those kids in high school who, like, try to build up everything on their resume. And I just feel like that kind of thing, like, doesn't work. I feel like... What, what do you mean? I feel like pe- there, there are two ways to approach a resume. Mm-hmm. You either go super wide and try to be on top of everything Mm -hmm. or you pick two, maybe three things and you go real deep and you show commitment to those things. Mm -hmm. 
And I feel like because Spencer is spread so thin, eventually either she's not going to get all the positions, right? Or she is, and something's going to crack. Oh, she's going to burn out so quick. Right. And so I feel like packing her resume might end up working to get her another position one day or get her into college, but it is not going to work for her mental health or it's not going to work for her mental health and she's not going to get what she wants or she's not going to get what she wants and she'll in the long run get her mental health. I understand everything you're saying, but did you see that dinner scene later on in the restaurant? So with her I saw family? it. So, so like, it's like... <laughs> I don't think she has a choice. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, if I was talking to anyone else. <laughs> speaking like, of choices. Bo! 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 Let's move to school. Bo! And someone has a bright idea. Aria. Yay! Goes, Yay! She goes up to Ezra in the hallway and she's like, hey, sign this paper. He's like, come in the classroom, let's talk. And she's like, okay. Um, he's like, what's this paper? And he's and she, Aria says, I want to transfer out of your class. Jay, I'm not going to lie. That was the moment Aria has peaked for me. Aria has now peaked. That was the most I liked her ever. Okay, but why do you think she wants to transfer out of her, his And class, then when she honestly. gets the reasoning, I was like, you know what? You're going that down. <laughs> you are going. As soon as she gets the reasoning. Okay, what, what do you think her reasoning is? Well, the reasoning she gave homeschool, it was like, listen, you're going to be a distraction. <laughs> like, for me. Like, I'm being your class, and all I want to be wanting to do is, like, um, tackle you. <laughs> and Right, but, like, I think that's one, that's, like, the reason that you give him officially i think the reason that you give the school is whatever you need to tell the school oh i saw what she gave to school did, did you did you see what she wrote down on the slip because no. she gave a reason <laughs> what did she write and, and jay when i tell you what she writes you're going to understand why i got denied she said for personal reasons <laughs> I got personal reasons. I don't like to read. Just kidding. <laughs> like, as soon as I saw like, I was like, you know what? Perfect. Give them a reason to get you out of that class because you need to get out that class. But also, like, how big is the school? How many junior year, sophomore, junior year English teachers are there? Well, listen, if they're relying on Ezra, Ezra, Ezra. if they're relying on Ezra, not enough. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> My school had 500 students about, and we had two teachers, an honors teacher and an AP teacher, because we only had honors and AP. And you could transfer, but you were transferring to a different class, Mm -hmm. like different curriculum, everything. And Rosewood seems smaller. I don't think there's 500 high schoolers in this town. Or maybe there are, but like, how many students are there? Real, you know. That's that's great because, well, at least when I went to high school, that was more like the number of people in my graduating class. Um, it was a combat high school, so it was like, oh, you're going to transfer? Of course, you're just going to go to a different professor. Unless they taught something like niche, like Latin or something like that. Then it's like, oh, you got nowhere else to go. Right. <laughs> um, and I feel like Aria's ulterior motive is, well, now you're not my teacher. Oh, 100. Oh, 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 that's where you're going with this. Oh, I, I agree. Well, yeah, that's definitely. It's, it's not, 
it's not you're a distraction it's well you're not my teacher well here's the thing right um this would have made sense like halfway through episode one when he was like listen Arya I'm your professor I'm your teacher we can't be doing this like when they were in his room the first time I think that's like, where she got the idea yeah but the moment he shows up to the funeral like screw it let's just make out now like I'm like <laughs> that's no longer an issue for him right but I think she's still trying to make it work she's trying to find any loophole she can to make what happened at the funeral okay so they listen keep doing Jay it. there is nothing that's gonna oh, make I what happened at the funeral you. okay I agree um. with you. Um, and then, you know, they have this conversation and Ezra signs the form and, you know, out in the hallway, uh, Hannah and Mona are chatting. We Mona! love Mona. Mona! And uh, Mona says something along the lines of, oh, Sean's looking at you. And Sean, we find out, is Hannah's boyfriend. Jay, um, let me tell you something. I got so excited. Because there's actually an age-appropriate relationship. I know. <laughs> like, I got so there's sick. multiple. <laughs> like, I, I didn't know this thing could exist. I didn't know this was a thing. In I the know. Show. I thought we were watching, like, like, <laughs> jail, jail. <laughs> Where are you going jail with this, Jailbait high. <laughs> um, Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's what it feels like. Um, and it's so funny. Like, Hannah and Mona... Are, are you a Muppets person? Um, I've seen it before. So you know uh, the old men up in the, bal- yes. the balcony? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's Hannah and Mona. Honestly, the greatest duo to ever uh, duo. Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> that's Hannah, Hannah and, Mona. and Mona. They are just like, because they're like roasting some other girl who got a boob job as if Hannah didn't lose like 60 pounds over the summer. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was like, I know don't roast people over that stuff but also because it's you i'm enjoying this roast right so, and like okay. they're just they're just like a comedic duo um and yes 100%. appropriate relationships uh we also see emily with ben and mm. uh ben finds out that maya is going to be staying over at emily's place and he's like cool you have a friend don't have to have <laughs> fun with her and emily's like haha why would i you're my boyfriend I like Ben so much. <laughs> that makes one of us. He's just like a horny teenager. Here's That's the all he thing, is. I would have been friends with Ben. Do you hear that? Like, I feel like everyone on this cast, like, I feel like realistically, I'll most likely be friends with Ben. But wait, wait, do you hear that? What, what is it? What, what am I listening to? It's a loudspeaker. Coulda. Emily, Aria, Spencer, and Hannah come to the principal's office. Emily, Aria, Spencer, and Hannah come to the principal's office. And within those eight seconds, a crowded hallway went empty. <laughs> ding, ding. There's a text to all four of their phones from A. And it's our first A text of the episode. And I wrote oh! down this time. This is exciting. Dead girls walking. I felt like there was only one good A test this episode. Do you agree with me? Um, I think I do. At the end, I'm gonna ask for your favorite one, so we'll okay. get to, yeah, because yeah. I want I want that <laughs> to be a thing too, where we like find our favorite A text of the episode. Gotcha. This one I feel like is mediocre. It's like yeah, girls walking, someone's in trouble, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out 
that Detective Wilden is there to interrogate them at school without their parents there. Yeah. With no adults present. No. I'm not sure it's legal. It's not. (laughs) It is not. (laughs) And AJ would know because he has an inside scoop with what the law is. Oh, I thought you were about to say because I'm studying law. (laughs) Oh, are you? Um, I'm going to soon. So, yeah, he does have the inside scoop. <laughs> uh, he studies law, and he knows. Not yet, not yet. That's why I didn't know, because you don't yet. Um, yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> illegally interrogating these teenagers. Um, wait, 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 wait. No, continue. Which one? Because he, he asked one of the dumbest questions I've ever heard before. Go ahead, life. what does he ask? <laughs> he... <laughs> Yes. So, are you telling me you all just fell asleep? Yeah. So he's comparing their stories now from the stories Mm -hmm. they told a year ago when Allie disappeared. And he's like, so you're just telling me you were just tired at night? Like You just fell asleep? And they're like... Dang, Jay. How dare you fall asleep at a sleepover? (laughs) Right. Like, what? And what he's trying to get at is that they could be covering for each other. What the girls think he's asking is, were you drinking? Because they feel guilty about that because they know that they're underage and they could get in trouble for it. That's the only reason they feel guilty. Um, well, let me tell you something, Jay. The, the moment I'm sitting there and he asks the same question, I'm like, I ain't answering nothing. First off, I'm a minor. <laughs> and secondly, I, I, I either want my, I want both my parents here and I want a legal attorney here before you ask me any other questions. Do you know <laughs> about the Reddit, Am I the Asshole, um, with George the Cat? No. Okay, well, I'll share it to you with you offline. But okay. essentially, someone made a Twitter account for George and this Twitter, the cat. And mm-hmm. the Twitter account tweeted something recently that's like, just remember, never talk to police because you can't talk yourself out of trouble you can only talk yourself mm-hmm. into trouble mm-hmm. i was like wise words coming from a cat named jorts uh, let me tell you something jorts is wiser than most <laughs> that is true jorts also supports the unions so we stand jorts in this home oh he's also Jorce an orange is... cat so we also oh. love that jorts is just shoot it up in the rankings i'm not gonna lie <laughs> jorts is my favorite <laughs> Who's your favorite Pretty Little Liar uh, character? George the Cat. That's not a Pretty Little Liar's character. I know. <laughs> Listen, George is the star, and we all need to understand. We all need a little George in our lives. Yes. Like, this is George's world, and we're just living in it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they have this, like, totally illegal interrogation, which yes, is totally 100%. sketch. 100%. Um, they lie about the fact that they were drinking, which, okay. Um, and then... They go to lunch, and Arya is like, he knows we're lying. And Hannah Wait. says, the dumbest thing. Wait, no, can I tell you something? Yeah, you can. When she was we're like, podcast. when she said, he knows we're lying, I was like, wait, but you weren't lying. But they like, were. From, no, from the flashback that I saw, y'all weren't really lying. Y'all, they, the question is, right, they weren't asked, lying. They just they weren't answered telling honestly. the whole truth. They just kept some details to themselves. And I would have said, if you were a good investigator, you would have, like, pride. You have to ask the right question. Correct. I so... agree. But there's a conversation about this here where Hannah says, maybe 
something that is a little ditzy. Like lying isn't a crime. Well, what's holding false? Well, holding information can be. Well, that's exactly what Spencer says. Spencer, our uh, resident genius, says giving false statements to the police is a crime. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that is also a crime. And withholding information from the police related to a crime is a crime. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's that. Listen, she works with the mayor. <laughs> I mean, she she doesn't want to lose her internship. She doesn't want to lose a chance at varsity captain. She just she she's a lot writing on the fact that she doesn't go to jail. Yeah, perhaps more than the rest of them. Um, so they continue to try and rationalize. Wait, pause, pause. Do you know how long Melissa will hold that over her if she went to jail? Yeah, until <laughs> one or both of them are dead and longer. <laughs> Mm-mm. Like for that alone, I'm like we're we're shutting our mouths wherever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, for that reason alone, and so they are trying to rationalize that the secret that they're hiding um, about the Jenna thing, because they think that somehow Wilden has connected the Jenna thing to Allie's murder, um, and they're trying to talk out loud about how like he doesn't even know about the Jenna thing and why would anyone connect that to Ali's murder um wait I, I, I again um why Hannah is the star she was like when they first brought up she was like I wanted to tell a long time ago I wanted to tell when it first happened <laughs> you know <laughs> Hannah's a <the> star <laughs> and uh almost on cue oh. we hear a familiar <laughs> sound of a cane tapping on the ground and guess who jumps out of her seat to welcome jenna to the table jay let me tell you something no it wasn't me it was aria (laughs) (laughs) correct but let me tell you i love jenna you know this um if the world don't know at this point in time episode two aj loves jenna (laughs) What we love Hannah, Mona, and Jenna, and Maya, the moms, and Maya. All women, I should know. And Emily, sometimes she's also a woman. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I like someone else, but we'll get to that person later. Oh, oh, but what would possess? Aria to be like, here's this person that we were just talking about that we know what happened to. What will possess her to be like, you know what, let me stand up and offer her to come sit with us? I can answer this question, actually. Ooh, there's an answer. Well, I think it's guilt. I think Aria sees this girl mm-hmm. that she potentially played a role in blinding and she's like, shit we want to well it's two things shit i feel so bad about what i have done that i should make it up to her and also detective golden is still in the school i want it to seem like jenna is close to us so that he can't possibly think we did anything wrong to her because why would she sit with us at lunch if we did something to her and so i think it's partially that Mm -hmm. 
In fact, I think it's mostly that, but also a little bit of guilt because we have a flashback here. Um, and they have the most, well, before we have a flashback, there's this like conversation. It's like the most awkward lunch to happen probably since the last supper. Like, uh, <laughs> which like, we all know was a brunch. <laughs> Jenna was so nice. I mean, considering they blinded her, yeah. Jenna was so kind. She was like, she was like, you know, um, Allie came visit me in the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, she's like, you know, everyone misunderstood Allison, but I knew exactly the kind of girl she was. Which I don't. I think she's. I, I think she was being very genuine. She was being I, a very nice and genuine person. She was like, you know, I not- think she said it in a very sweet way, mm-hmm. but she she did not mean it in a sweet way. Well, because here's my okay. You know, we'll get to the flashback. I just think there are certain facial expressions that Jenna makes where it's like, if you don't, if you're not from the south, you might not know that bless your heart is not a nice thing to say to people. And you might say, oh my gosh, that was so sweet if I say bless your heart. Mm-hmm. But AJ and I are both from the south, and we both know that if someone says, oh bless her heart, we're not saying something nice. <laughs> And I feel no like that's a- the kind of look that Jenna has as she's saying this kind of thing. See, I will say at this point in time, when I wrote it down, I, I again, if you remember last last week, I had a theory um, that Arya, um, not Arya, Ali, in fact, did nothing to Jenna. <laughs> Turns out, <laughs> Turns out, Ali directly did what happened to Jenna. <laughs> Um, so, see, see, I, I didn't know that. I thought they were good. <laughs> I thought they were good people. Well, <laughs> um, let's go. Let's get to it. Yeah, let's explain okay. the Jenna thing. Go to the please. <laughs> so we have a flashback, and the our group of five. So that's Allie, Emily, Aria, Spencer, Hannah. They're mm-hmm. all trying on all these different clothes, um, and they're laughing, and you know having a good grand old time and all of a sudden Allison snaps she goes to the window and she her attitude changes and she starts screaming that Toby Kavanaugh is Toby Kavanaugh Tom he is watching them getting changed maybe he's even taking pictures like some some secret sick pervert and the girls are like uh what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like literally they have no idea what <laughs> they do not know what's happening <laughs> same with, along with the audience everyone is confused I was Allie so is seething um and almost immediately mm. almost too quickly Allie has a plan and next thing you know they're standing outside of Toby Kavanaugh's garage and I was like um I don't I don't think you made the right decision here well, first of all, he was just watching them. You think he went straight back to his garage? Well, my thing is, someone's peeping on you. Um, your next move shouldn't be, let's do something um, potentially life-threatening. But, well, like, <laughs> let's, let's get him, right? I say, um, I say an authoritative figure. We're going to an authoritative figure. Right, but these girls don't do this. And maybe they learned it from Allie. 
Oh, um, Allie's a bad influence. <laughs> yeah. And that, Allie dang, decides that, that she girl. wants to seek her revenge. And so she has a stink bomb. Where do you get a stink bomb, Jay? If I knew, I would tell you. Well, because I have no Prime, clue. Maybe like a fireworks store? A firework? I, a stink bomb? You know how like, so here's my theory. I'm not sure if it's yes. an actual stink bomb or if it's just like some sort of like firework that goes off and also smells bad. You know what I mean? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Well, you might know the answer. Do you think Allison knew it was a stink bomb? It was not a stink bomb? I think she knew it was more of an explosive yeah. than just like one of those like poppers you throw against the ground. Cause 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 my gut was my gut was telling me when she said this was a stink bomb, I was like, that's not a stink bomb. <laughs> like that's what my gut told me. Well, I think it's like it's I think it's like if it's a stink bomb, it's more of like one of it's like a grenade type explosive that is a stink mm-hmm. bomb. Either way, it's more powerful than like, you know, a whoopee cushion. Like I thought like the moment they pulled up to the garage, I was like this is not a stink bomb. She's about to destroy his garage. <laughs> well, uh, Emily and Aria are like, mm, what the heck? This is a bad I, idea. Like, yeah? not do this. Yeah. Perhaps the smartest idea Aria's had in her goddamn life. The smartest yeah. idea she had was um, transferring out of that class. But we're not going to talk about mm, that. But it wasn't like, for like, reason, so it doesn't count. And <laughs> and Spencer are also like, yeah, maybe we should at least make sure that it was Toby before we like do whatever we're gonna do. Cause again, they didn't see this man. Right. No, like they don't they don't even know if he's in there. They don't know if he's in there. They don't know if he was even at their window. Like um to, but, to my knowledge, Toby could be dead. Yeah. And Allie's like, shut up. <laughs> and uh she opens the door of the garage a little bit. She throws the uh, stink bomb in there and something happens something catches on fire and um as the fire and it's like a big explosion kind of fire mm-hmm. like the fire's there all of a sudden is raging and a second too late they realize that jenna was inside and they run so like did jenna see no she's what was happening here. No, what did she see while it was happening? Um, I mean, I think from her perspective, she's probably was she doing, doing something, something in the garage, getting yeah. something from the like I don't know, maybe they have a garage fridge, she's getting a orange Fanta. Like was um, she doing something next thing she knows there's a fire and she's like, Why is there a fire? Well, I, I think like whatever she was doing, my I'm under the impression that it exploded very close to her. Mm-hmm. Because it blinded her. Yes. Um, so the point of ignition was probably very close to her. So she probably didn't have time to see the fire as much as she, she felt it. Mm, um, and we learn through a little bit of the flashback and a little bit of like conversation that, and a little bit of inferring that, um, this is the Jenna thing that they blinded Jenna um and yeah do we know who ended up taking the blame for this no I have no okay then I won't share um 
I know they wanted to call the police. Um, as soon as it happened, they was like, and I was like, you know what? That probably would have been the right thing to do. Who do you think ends up getting in trouble for the Jenna thing? For the Jenna thing? Or do you think it's just like a freak accident? Like, oh, the garage exploded. I I think it was, I think it would be like a freak accident, comma, but there's like, obviously, she threw um, a quote-unquote stink bomb in there. So there's going to be like some, what's the yeah, word? So who evidence. Do you think, there's going to be think... some evidence in there. So they're going to be like, um, Toby, why was this in your garage? <laughs> Valid. Yes. Um, so we end this flashback because the girl's phone go off. Uh, and Jen is like reaching around and finds Spencer's phone and holds it up and offers it to Spencer. And she's like, which are, you gonna, are you going to answer this? That, which is so weird. <laughs> well, I mean. Jay, I, if we're having lunch and your phone ring, I ain't grabbing your phone and be like, you won't answer? No, but I think. I mean, like, usually if I'm having lunch with friends, I might be like, listen, if your phone goes off, like, you could, like, I'm not offended if you, if you pick up your phone and, like, text during us having lunch. Like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. be offended. Like, usually there's, like, a statement like that. Mm-hmm. It is a little pointed the way that Jenna asks. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like she is, like, smirking a little bit. I feel like you're you're making Jenna very devious. And I no, have... like, it's, it's the care, it's the actress's face. Ah, no, it's 100% her, like, she definitely has, like, I feel like she's playing it both sides, where, like, maybe mm. she knows nothing, but maybe she knows something. And I that's sort of, like, the theme not. of this episode, is what does Jenna know? I think Jenna knows something, but not what the girls think she knows. Right, but, like, the whole point of this episode is, like, let's learn more about Jenna without learning really anything. We learn nothing about Jenna. Right, and so I think the actress sort of plays it as, like, oh, are you going to answer that? But also, like, are you going to answer that? Like, her voice says one thing, her tone says one thing, and her face says another. She was like, she was like, so is my motivation this or this? And the person was like, yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, and I think the writers or the producers, the directors were probably like, it doesn't matter what your character knows. Mm-hmm. You hate these girls, but it's high school, so you got to be fake. Oh, that one comment when she was like, oh, we're so quiet over here. Y'all used to be the fun table. Like, honestly. Right, exactly. So I think, like, it's one of those She got my stand card. (laughs) She she wants to be nice, come across as nice to them, Mm -hmm. and she wants her niceness to get under their skin. She wants to make them nervous because of how nice she is, (laughs) which means that she comes across as not being nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I understand. (laughs) So like that's what I'm trying to get at. I got you. <laughs> She's like, oh, you're gonna answer that? But like in a way that's like, isn't your phone more important than me? <laughs> you know, I would like to say real quick for an Is episode. Is my trauma called... coming out? A little. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I would like to point out real quick for an episode called the Jenna Think. We have personally spent more time on Jenna than the show actually did. I know. That's <laughs> why we do the podcast. Um, and they they do read their phones. Mm-hmm. And it's a text from A. If only she could see how guilty you all look. That's the text. 
because Jay, they were not hiding it. They were not hiding the guilt on their face at all. And cut to commercial. Like, honestly, a blind person could have seen that. <laughs> That's what A said. Uh, and cut to commercial. We come back to AJ's favorite, Miss Mona Vanderwall. Mona! <laughs> and she is late to class. Of course, it's Mr. Fitz's class, Ezra's class. And she says, sorry, I'm late, Mr. Fritz. Which is not his name. Listen, what's, what's his name? Ezra Fitz. Okay, good. Because I've been also writing Fritz in my notes. <laughs> That's Mona's influence. Mona is um, not used enough. <laughs> and uh, did you catch what was on the board? No, what was on the board? So Ezra is teaching about To Kill a Mockingbird and yes. the theme of innocence. Mm-hmm. So the word Wh- innocence Which is, is really out. weird for the second day of class, in my humble opinion. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> we are starting this book out. And I mean, I understand starting, if you know about To Kill a Mockingbird, it is from the perspective of children. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was their summer reading book. Mm. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, they're talking about innocence, and he wants to know. He wants them to talk about what characters in the book are innocent. But what does Ezra know about innocence other than taking it from teenagers? <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said, and I'll say it again. What does Ezra Fitz know about innocence <laughs> other than taking innocence away from minors? <laughs> That's just the worst. I hate him. I hate him with all my heart. <laughs> and we, just like we can't avoid him, Arya can't avoid him because she comes walking in later than Mona because there's fashionably late and then there's late. And, and, and guess Arya's what? He ain't, just say late. A, he ain't say a dang word to Arya, but let me tell you something. Mona's 100 times more interesting and a person I would give a pass quicker. 100%. And Arya does not come empty-handed to this party she drops off a piece of paper and it is the transfer declined form because she didn't give a reason <laughs> what do you mean she gave a reason she gave the reason which was personal reason <laughs> and if that's not reason enough i don't know what is <laughs> um and they're avoiding eye contact but she, then she, they, they sort of lock eyes for a second and she smiles well, pause. They are avoiding eye contact, but that man is staring. <laughs> he is staring hard. He's staring through her. <laughs> like, they are avoiding eye contact solely because Arya has not looked up. <laughs> that is true. Um, and if you notice in this scene, like, everyone's mm-hmm. wearing, like, what normal kids wear to high school because there's usually a dress code. Mm-hmm. And Arya's wearing, like, a tank top <laughs> spaghetti straps which like is fine because i don't think dress codes should be a thing i mean i think there should be certain guidelines for like certain body parts should be covered mm-hmm. but like so what if you're wearing a tank top the reason you know the reason they tell teens especially female and femme teens that they can't wear spaghetti straps to high school um so that male teachers don't look at them so that boys, mostly teenage boys, don't get uh-huh. distracted. Ah. Uh-huh. So I think Ezra's just a teenage boy in a grown-up man's body. Which means he he's just a graduated school. He is a <laughs> pervert. 
Oh, 100%. Like, oh, oh, 100%. Like, <laughs> oh, he's the reason why there's a dress code. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's that. I have right there, stop staring you gross ass man in my notes. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I I hate him so much. Um but you know remember I don't when hate. we talked about age appropriate relationships? I don't hate this at all. Let's talk about Sean and Hannah. Please. <laughs> Tell me about Sean and Hannah. They <laughs> they are adorable. <laughs> I love them together. <laughs> After John school, is, we're at Hannah's house, right? They are studying together on the kitchen table together, just doing stuff. And then she goes into the fridge and gets a drink and refills his drinks. And then she tries to have sex with him. <laughs> I don't think she tries to have sex, but she like tries to make out with him. And he's like, oh, not right now. We're kind of studying. We'll pause. I saw where that hand went. <laughs> okay, yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> she just made a little PG-13. She was like, it's only us to it at the house. It's fine. And um, and Sean stops and says, like, you know, if we do this, like, I'm afraid that we're going to go too far too fast. And she's like, what? Don't you like me? And I was like, oh, oh, Hannah. And he says, yes. Oh, and I was like, oh, Sean. <laughs> Jay, this was the moment I started liking Sean. <laughs> and, then he, and then she says, are you sure you don't, you don't just like the girl I used to be? And he says, I like the girl that you used to be, and I like the girl you are now. Like, am I a sap? God damn it, I am a sap. I don't know if you're a sap or if this is just the bare fucking minimum. <laughs> People around the same age asking and catching up on what they agree mutually consent to mm-hmm. in a relationship mm-hmm. and respecting to the best of their ability those boundaries. Like, I've never heard of such a concept. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and I'm so used to, um, you know, sneaking off into a hallway or, you know, sneaking off into someone's bedroom while their um, fiance is in a different room. <laughs> well, um, well, Hannah also asked another question, which is, do you really want to wait to have sex or is it something that your dad wants you to do because your dad's a preacher and he and sean is honest and he says this is something that i'm choosing for myself and she's like okay i want to have sex but like okay um so this is when miss Marin comes in hannah's mom and she's talking on the phone about those loans that i talked about earlier um and sean is very nice and he tries to like start up conversation and Hannah's mom just shuts him down. <laughs> um, there is a very funny like. I, well, here. Here's my here's my thing. If I was Hannah's mom, I would want Sean around more. I feel like Sean's a good influence. Yeah, and like he has a good sense of humor. Like, did he tell a dad joke? Yes. Was it a appropriate joke for the setting? Hundred percent would work on any parent except mm-hmm. for Hannah's mom. <laughs> <laughs> and the joke, and so Hannah's mom's like you know, tell your dad we're sorry we haven't gone to church more. Life's been kind of crazy. Um, and I've been working a lot on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And Sean says, you know, it's okay. My dad totally understands. He works on weekends too, which is funny because he's a preacher. <laughs> it's, it's I, I thought that was like a cute it was joke. A, it was a nice joke. You it tell it to your girlfriend's parents. 
to like get on the good side. And mama did not care. (laughs) And she was like, hmm, okay. Mm, uh, And then. Just fake it. Just be fake to Sean. I don't care. (laughs) Well, we know that Ashley Marin doesn't seem to have a thing for the the good boy, the boy next door. Uh, <laughs> Detective Wilson comes in with some Thai takeout from, get this, a restaurant called Thai Takeout. You know what? There's a sticker on the bag that literally says Thai Takeout in like screw, a restaurant font. Screw that cop and his tie. Like, get out of this house. I mean, support local businesses and also like, really? That's the restaurant? Well, Listen, they probably have good Thai food. I mean, I, I, I would hope so. I Thai food is one of my favorite foods. Like one of my favorite cuisines. I've only had Thai food, I think, twice in my life. Well, we will get some when we hang out. Gotcha, gotcha. If you would like. I, 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 I didn't like it the first time because it was um. You could tell it's been sitting out for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm. but the second time I had it, I was like, oh, this is good. But if you like go to a restaurant. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And uh, you know who does go to a restaurant? Spencer and her family. Well, not her whole family. Spencer and her dad meet Melissa and Ren out for dinner. Um, and Spencer tells her dad, I think I know what class I want to take on Holly. At Hollis this semester, mm-hmm. um, but it's not for credit; it's for fun. And her dad is literally like, "Okay, what's the point?" Like, here's the thing, right? I feel like that is the correct answer, except for him. <laughs> like, he, he is not allowed to ask that question. Right, but, if, like, but if, if you ask, like, you said that to your friend, like, "Hey, I'm going to take this class just for fun," it's like, why? <laughs> right, especially when like you're paying for extra credits. It's not like, oh, I need to take a minimum of 12 credits and one of these classes is going to be for fun. Yeah. Or like I have an extra credit in my semester. Like, yes, it would take me up to 16 credits, but like, I really want to take this class on. And then that's valid. Rollerblading or whatever. Yeah. Ooh, a rollerblading class. I made it up. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't take it, but I feel like that's interesting. I would take it. I'd probably like be the worst in the class because usually people who take those classes are like good at it when they start. <laughs> I was like, you know what class I'm gonna take in college? I'm gonna take gymnastics. Video? No, the class pulled up. <laughs> um like unfortunately, um what was it? Seniors and juniors and transfer students um takes priority. <laughs> And because it was a gymnastic class, it wasn't like, oh, we got like 30 slots. It was like, we got eight. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oof. Yeah. Um, it was like, you can take um, walking class since we have like uh, basically a thousand spots for those. Or you can take scuba diving class, which we only have like 15 seats for, but it costs a lot of money. So no one's taking it. Ooh, yeah. No. Yeah. So I did walking. Nice. Yeah. Um. So we are at the restaurant with Spencer and her dad, um, yes. and they meet up with Ren and Melissa. And uh, the waiter comes by, and Spencer's like, "I'll have a vodka soda." <laughs> I vibe. 
And uh, you can tell she wants it and she needs it. And Melissa says, she's joking. And orders some wine with her dad. And Ren decides to order a vodka soda for himself. Um, and then they decide to play a game called high-low. Have you ever played a game called high-low? I've never heard of that game before in my life. Okay, good. Me either. Okay. Basically, it sounds like the family tries to one-up each other with, like, the best thing that they've accomplished that day. Like, which would be an impossible game for me to win, because I never accomplish anything on any days. Right, and so... Like, Jay, Melissa, let's Melissa. play high-low real quick. Let's play high-low real quick. Well, today, mm -hmm. I interviewed and hired my first intern who I will be overseeing this summer. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. What did you do? AJ. I honestly regret saying we should play this game. <laughs> I was like, what is something good that happened to me today? Because oh. um, I got out of bed. <laughs> dang. That counts. Not only did I get out of bed, I also made my bed. Dang! That's more yeah. than I did. I didn't make my bed. <laughs> but I also didn't work for my bed. So that's that, mm. that's a good thing. So, <laughs> you know, there are different kinds of highs and high-low. Um, Spencer's dad shares that he landed some big clients. And Ren shares that he got a good parking spot at the Ken Lab. Which is such a vibe <laughs> which is like the i got out of bed version of high low um according to spencer's family and melissa and her dad look at each other and kind of roll their eyes and chuckle and um ren is like hey spencer you want some vodka soda and she's like thanks and takes a sip and my eyes start to squint because i am not okay with this yeah um, so then we cut to, uh, that night at Emily's house where Maya's sleeping over. Um, and they're having small talk. Um, Maya mentions that Emily and Spencer have a lot in common, especially how competitive they are. And Emily says that the key difference is that while Spencer needs to win, mm -hmm. Emily feels good as long as she knows that she did her best. And then they go to bed. Aw. They're all snuggly. Maya sort of wraps her arm around Emily as she falls asleep. It's getting a little romantic up in there. And but... like clockwork, Emily gets a text from A. Not A. And it says, did you get a good night kiss? Here's one for me. XO. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> And they're like, oh, thank you, eh? That's so sweet. Mm. I mean, <laughs> she gave her a goodnight kiss. Okay. Mm. <laughs> okay. Like, let me tell you something. I wish more people would send me SOs um, at night. <laughs> I'll send you, I'll send you a goodnight text. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So Ben picks them up the next day 
and he's sort of teasing Emily and Maya because he's a horny teenage boy. He's like, I bet you were having a lesbian pajama party last night. <laughs> like, did you get any sleep last night? Because I sure wouldn't if I were there. And uh, Emily is kind of mortified, understandably. <laughs> and Maya holds nothing back. She says, good girls don't kiss and tell. And Ben doesn't scare me. He says, you don't look like a good girl. Yeah. Boss, uh, <laughs> boss, we have two totally different faces. I would just like, you know, me, me and you took this in two totally different ways. <laughs> well, how do you just, take it? Ben being a funny person. <laughs> just being, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's just being funny, but I'm Ben's just, just being like, knowing vibe. what I know, I'm just like, <laughs> like, I took Ben as being a haha. <laughs> oh, it's a hundred, Ben 100% is joking, but like, <laughs> I took okay. it as Emily, like, oh my God, what does he know? Oh, 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 from Emily's point of view. Yeah, yeah, See, See, Emily was irrelevant. It was um Ben and Maya for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just, like, shooting the shit. Like, yes, they were vibing. And Maya's, like, holding her own. She's like, yes. She's like, you can't tell me anything I already know. <laughs> and Emily's like, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> um... <laughs> So they get to school, Maya hops out, and Emily, like, basically almost jumps Ben's pants. (laughs) She's, like, making (laughs) out with him. They are all over each other. And the only thing that can stop them is Ben's friends coming and knocking on on the windows and, like, cheering him on because they're like, hey, you're finally getting some, you know, teenage boy shit. Um, Yeah, yeah. Disgusting teenage boy being teenage boy um, need to grow up. They need cheer your friends off. Um, if they're getting some, um, cheer them on. He's not at the parking spot. Like, he's legit, like, <laughs> in the middle of a road. <laughs> like, just yeah, car yeah, stop. they're, like, in the, like, they're, like, a, where you need to pull into a parking spot. They're, like, you know what I mean? Like, like if like, they're in the parking tra- lot, if they wanted they're to not be in a parking spot. If traffic wanted to go through there, they couldn't. Right. Because they're not in a parking spot. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like they like they legit just abruptly stopped. I, like I get it to let Maya out or whatever. Right, right, but still. Which I'm like, fine. Um, but this like, is not the time to jump your boyfriend. Right, like <laughs> wait till he parks. Like is the yeah. car even in park? <laughs> car even in park? I mean, I'm sure it is because it did. They didn't crash. Like thankful. And we thankfully. all know that if it wasn't in park, he couldn't control his feet at that moment in time. <laughs> True. So so he did put the car apart. Oh, but still, um, the student who's currently looking for a parking spot is very upset that someone is not using one. <laughs> and also that morning, uh, Hannah at Hannah's house, she goes downstairs and she she sees something unusual. Her mom's making breakfast, but she's not making breakfast for herself or for Hannah. She's making breakfast for Wilden. That's right, Detective Wilden is over. And he Why says, is he still here? That's what I want to know. And that's what Hannah wants to know. Um, but this is just a short interaction and I'm bringing it up because it might be relevant later. Um, and he him. says... I hate him and his murderous face. And Detective Wilden says to Hannah's mom, make them over easy in terms of the eggs. And, and I didn't like his tone of voice. Yeah. And from what I can tell, Hannah's mom, like Hannah... Mm-hmm is a woman who 
has put the 1950s behind her. Yes, 100%. Like, she did not want to be in that situation from the facial expressions that I read. Right. She seems like she has embraced the 21st century. She has Mm -hmm. said, I don't need to be married. Nope. When my child is a teenager, I'm going to let her live her life as long as she doesn't do anything illegal. Yep. And, um, you know, you got to learn that life has consequences one day, but I don't need a man. Yes. And uh, right now, a man thinks she needs a man. I think this is an abuse of power. Really? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, my God. I do not believe it. (laughs) How could this be happening? A policeman abusing his position of power (laughs) over a woman and her family. Listen, I will not be upset if he ended up murdered at some point soon. You heard it here first. Like, like if I had to be like, okay, these people need to die, um, he would definitely be solidly number one. Yeah, um, he's a cop. It, it's tough because Ezra really wants that number one spot. <laughs> All I'm saying is things can happen at the same time. <laughs> we we should we should give them both a musket and then have them do a ten. NSA, if you're listening, these are fictional characters. <laughs> Correct. Whoever is the actor of Mister um, Officer Man, we we wish him nothing but the best. Nothing but good things. And the actor who plays Ezra? Nothing but the best. Make better decisions on what roles you want to take. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. I am anti-prison. And the first people to benefit from prison abolition should not be the Ezra Fitzes and Darren Wilson's Wildens of the world. I agree. <laughs> they should not get the benefit. Like, Darren just sucks. I, I'm so tired of Darren. So do you want to move on? He's not worth our time. Well, let me tell you something. Most of these men are not worth our time. You know, I could make an argument that most men are not worth your time. <laughs> um, Arya disagrees. She decides to go to the <sighs> Well, she's going to the movies with her mom. Um... And they're going to see a movie called It Happened One Night. Do you know anything about this movie? No. So this movie is actually historically pretty important. Um, First, I'll tell you the plot. The plot is about a socialite who Mm -hmm. tries to get out of her father's control. Mm -hmm. And she falls in love with a a roguish, uh, mischievous, really attractive reporter played by Clark Gable. Mm -hmm. very famous actor which in a way you can map onto Arya's story where you know she's a rich little white girl yes uh who has who feels she has somewhat of a controlling situation there are laws in place that make what she's doing illegal for example Mm -hmm. um 
and she's fallen in love with someone she deems sexually attractive and um, interesting. And he's an English teacher and a writer, which is kind of like a reporter. Um, so I found that to be interesting. But also, uh, yes. this movie was released before Hollywood put out the motion picture production code, which basically is what censors movies. And so um, there's actually a scene where Clark Gable takes off his shirt and mm-hmm. there's like this myth, like unproven report out there that because of this scene in this movie, uh, for like a short time after it came out, button-down shirt sales declined. I'm not kidding. That's stupid. <laughs> I know, but like, you know, it's like, it's just very interesting that like, this is like an uncensored movie, quote unquote, even though like, it's still 1930 something, yeah. but it's like uncensored, right? So like, it might be a little scandalous by today's standard, by the, very by their standards, but not like by today's standards. Yeah. Um, and then you have like what Arya is doing, which is scandalous by any standards. By, by all standards. Um, but also, uh, it happened one night is one of the like, it's mm-hmm. it's the first of only three movies in hist all of human history mm. to win all five major Academy Awards. So it won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Adapted Screenplay. And what were the only other movies who have won both of those? are uh, Kubrick's One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs. I've heard of those. Um, so it is the only, I would argue, non-horror. I like uh... that. Because there's only three. Um, that has won all of them. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. But so can I, I ask you a question? Yeah. Ha- ha- is, is this a real thing? Like, have you ever been to a place where they're like, hey, we're a movie theater, but we're playing old movies? Yes. I haven't seen one of those before. So they're not super common, but there's a movie theater um, in the Del Mar Loop in St. Louis that Louis? Um, plays like smaller, either artsy films or old mm-hmm. films. Um, so during October, they do like classic horror movies and not mm. like Halloween. I'm talking like 1940s, like House of Wax, Wax Museum, like black and white, original Dracula, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Because uh, I've always seen it in many different TV shows where this is a thing that happens. And I'm like, where does this happen? Not in my neck of the woods. Yeah, it's very much like there's one per city. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, it's not a very common thing as far as yes. I do. Um, but also, like, there's a place in Charleston that does it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even two. I think mm. the second one in Charleston is, like, a theater that has, like, 20 theaters inside of it. And, yes. like, one of them is always dedicated to playing a classic. Mm. Or, like, maybe they do it on, like, Tuesdays or something like that, you know? Like, it's not all the time or if it's, or it's not all their theaters, but this seems to be one of those, like, small theaters where it's, like, we are having a film festival. Yeah. I, I, I get that. 
But with that being said, I miss two dollar Tuesdays. Those, those, those were the days. Those were so good. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, in fact, um, in it happened one night. Um, may have also inspired the character of Bugs Bunny. Bugs um, Bunny. Yeah. In, the rabbit. Yeah, because in this movie, in it happened one night. Um. Clark Gable's character is referred to as Doc. Um, yes. and, ima- um, and an imaginary character named Bugs Dooley is mentioned uh, to help frighten another character. And there's also a scene where uh, he eats carrots quickly, or Ooh. eats carrots while talking quickly with his mouth full, just like Bugs Bunny. That's crazy. Yeah. So oh, um, there's been a number of remakes of it. Um, in, and there's actually like several Indian films and uh, Hindi adaptations mm-hmm. um, that have come out. Um, so yeah, it's just one of those like very influential movies that like I didn't know anything about until I like was like I should research this. I didn't know about it until you told me. Well, there we go. Yeah, this this podcast is educational. Don't say I've never done anything for you. Uh, but it can I say this you, is a... can you can I say this cancels out the badness you have done to introducing me to pre liars? <laughs> sure, <laughs> only because I know it's going to get much worse. Um, <laughs> I, guess what? As much as I complain about the show, I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> you might not like Pretty Little Liars, but Arya sure loves this movie. We learn that it's her favorite movie because. Uh, she is waiting with her mom outside, and uh, Mr. Fitz walks up. And we say Mr. Fitz because her mom is there. And yeah. Arya introduces him to her mom and says that um, they're there to see the movie. And Ella says, this is one of Arya's favorite movies. And Ezra says, it's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ella says, you know, Aria forgot to tell me how young, didn't mention how young you are, but she did mention that you're a new teacher. And then mm. they go inside and Ella says to Aria, and you did tell me he's cute too. As if she's uh, not a married woman and her daughter isn't 16. Um, why would you make that comment? What, what are you doing? What, 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 what was the purpose of that? Are you tired of your marriage? To make it awkward? I don't know make it awkward yeah i mean my mom one thing does, you shouldn't do is my like, mom does that kind of has always done that kind of stuff to me too where she's like isn't that person cute and i'll be like no like even if i think they're cute i'll be like no you're my mother why would i tell you who i think is cute yeah i'll keep you on your toes i want to keep you surprised why do you stop it see like the only time i could hear of a mama doing that is like hey you're a child you're my child and this I want you to make some good grandbabies. Yeah. I want you to make some good looking grandbabies. Comma, but that is a grown man. Right. And that is a child. Right. Um, and then Ella invites him to sit with them. And Why? <laughs> I guess to be, well, I think she's just being polite. Well, guess what? This should have been, no, nah, I'm good. It should have been, but he says, uh, okay. Wait, okay, pause. Jay, I know that's the correct answer, but in that situation, would you have said yes out of awkwardness? If I was making out with Arya or if I wasn't? No. Um, As her if teacher. you wasn't. 
say, I think depending on how I felt in the moment, I might be like, yeah, why not? And I'd probably sit next to the mom. Well, not my but student. The, in that situation, you would be like, okay, now y'all both have to get up and slide down the seat because mom was sitting on the aisle seat chair. Yeah, or maybe I'd sit like a row behind them. Yeah, that's what I would have done. I would have sat in a row behind them. Or like, you know, I'd, or like sit next to them and then I'd get up a little bit halfway through the movie and there's an empty seat in trade seats. Mm-hmm. And just be like, oh, like, I couldn't find you guys when I came back from the bathroom. <laughs> like it's dark in there it's a black and white movie you know it also did not look like a big theater right that's what i'm saying Understood. um but oh, yeah, I, just, I feel like just asking the whole way around yeah we don't need to spend more time on it i i, I listen I, I am pro mama but she made some choices during the scene yeah <laughs> I think she is very much like, ha ha, I want to see if I can embarrass my teenage daughter. Um, and she does, but not for the reason she thinks. But like, here's the thing. If you want to embarrass her, do something embarrassing. But all she did was what? Offer this man popcorn? But I think like, it's the whole idea of like, oh my God, look, we're hanging out with your teacher outside of school. Like, mm. it, we don't think it's embarrassing, but like a mom might be like, this is awkward for you, isn't it? Hmm. Like Mom's it would be, it sure would be weird if I bonded with your teacher. <laughs> Listen, I, I would. that would it's make it awkward, comma. But she already made the comment that he looks cute. So if you get right, close to like, him again, I think that was not to him, not in front of him. And I no, but you said that to your daughter. Parents... So if you bond with them, that's like a different signal you're sending. But I, I don't think she was like, oh, he's cute, like. I mean, I think she was like, oh, he's cute, but I don't think she meant it as in, like, I would leave your father for him. I think it was more like, again, when my mom sees pictures of Darren Chris, because when I was in high school, I found Darren Chris to be the most attractive person on the planet. Um, to this day, my mom will be like, isn't that that hot guy that you like from the Harry mm-hmm. Potter musical? From the Harry, wait, the what? Yeah, very Potter musical on YouTube. Oh my God, I'm going to educate you so much. I, I, I fear I have done something I shouldn't have done. <laughs> I can't even blame you for not knowing what it is. I was unfortunately a closeted trans person who was very obsessed with Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I have my own feelings now, but that's for a different podcast. We can process that in therapy after this. Okay. Um, but i'm glad that we're opening up about our feelings and about some deep personal stuff because emily also opens up with her mom about some deep personal stuff um she is trying to tell her mom that she thinks she might not be straight in her words she says she thinks there's something wrong with her and this is when my heart broke my, I was so sad. I was like, oh no, baby. Baby, there's nothing wrong with you. Because I wonder where she got that messaging. Because her mom seems so invested in her daughter being happy, other than being goth. <laughs> She's like, you can't be goth, but you can be anything else. And like, I don't know, Pam just seems like 
a truly caring mom and I just wonder where Emily got those messages and well why I, she I mean we'll pause I would like to say in episode one Emily was like even though you could be like talking up to her being like a teenager and stuff like that she was basically very passive aggressive to her mama in the kitchen so there is some well I think there's walls also, up when it comes to her mom well I think there's also this idea right of as a queer person myself mm-hmm. I built up my parents' reaction in my head to prepare for the worst mm-hmm. because I would rather be prepared for them to say something awful to me yeah. than to be completely blindsided by it and think I'm walking into an accepting, accepting space and, you know, have them say something awful to me. Yes. And so I think it's not just her being a teenager and it's not just whatever other relationship she has with her mom. I think part of it is also there's something that she has built up in her head about an expectation of how other people might react Mm -hmm. if she opens up about this. Yes. And it's put a wall up between her and her mom, regardless of how their relationship is otherwise. And their relationship Mm -hmm. might not, be best friends um but even if even if pam is doing everything right you know i think there's earlier in this podcast i was like pam was probably the second best mom of the group yeah and i think it's one of the still that wall there that has been built yeah and i think you know regardless of whatever their past relationship is part of Mm -hmm. it is Emily doesn't know what to expect. And when you're constantly sort mm-hmm. of walking on eggshells, you're bound to snap at somebody. And I think that's mm-hmm. sort of where some of the pa- passive aggressive attitude comes from too. Yes, yes. Um, it, it, yeah. It, 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 this also seems like um, a thing she's going through by herself. Like she, this is very um, isolating situation for her, especially if you look around like her entire other friend group, they're all like open and obviously um, with these other um, guys and stuff like that. Meanwhile, she's with this guy, but she's very much questioning um, her herself and her sexuality allergy and stuff. But on top of that, now you're adding Mona, who seems like this very comfortable, confident person. But and like she was the one that initiated the kiss in the first place. So she was obviously like, I'm OK and open with well, I'm not saying she's like out and stuff like that because we haven't gotten any confirmation from Mona or anything like that. But she seems more comfortable with you who mean she Maya. is. What I've been saying. Mona. Oh yes, I mean Maya. I mean Maya. I mean Maya. Um, and Me- I think meanwhile, also like another yeah. added layer of again, mm-hmm. this is 2010. Uh, marriage equality is not guaranteed across the entire United States. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" is still in place. Mm-hmm. Um, her dad is in the military. Um, so I'm sure there's also this idea of like, do you want to be the military kid who do you want to be your dad to be the one whose kid comes out while he's in the military? Um, uh, yeah. the last girl that as she well made out her... with before mm-hmm. Maya was murdered. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot there. And also with her being a, a woman of color, like that's, yeah. like this has to be a terrifying time for her. And then on top of all of that, on top of all, 
<laughs> Emily's going through it. <laughs> Emily's going. <laughs> yeah, Emily's just there's a lot going on and understandably I think it's not just about her sexuality but I think mm-hmm. it's also like all of the processing and anxiety and mm-hmm. all those emotions that come with it where she's like something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And Pam's like I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. Which is a lovely thing to say, but she's not quite picking up what Emily's trying to put down. Well, because she immediately goes to, like, it's okay, you're in mourning. Like, it's hard to lose a friend. And it's like, oh. Like, like how is the like, mom supposed right. to know? Like, she's right. Yeah, like, like she, she's not wrong. But, like, how is she also supposed to know, like, this ain't the only thing she's struggling with personally within inside of her. Like, this is the only thing yeah. she outwardly knows about. So I understand it, but, like. And there's also this added layer of, like, Emily doesn't know this, but, like, this is, like, the first teenage open lesbian relationship on TV for, in a long time. Whoa, really? Like, I think the Glee, Darren, Chris, and uh, the guy that plays Kurt, I think they had just made out. Wow. I have a magazine somewhere in my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And on the cover, it's Kurt and Blaine from Glee. And they do a deep dive into um, the importance of that storyline. And they also talk about Emily and Maya making out hmm. and how important and groundbreaking that was. Mm-hmm. Especially since the characters were emotionally invested and mm-hmm. it wasn't just two women making out for the pleasure of a male character. Mm-hmm. And my parents knew that I loved Darren Chris. I've mentioned this. Yes. They bought me the magazine because I was also, I hate this about myself. I was a big Gleek. Not really. I just really like musical theater. And I was like, okay, yeah, musical theater on TV. Yeah. Um, but like, they were like, you love Darren Chris. You love musical theater. Let's get you this magazine. I was not out to my parents yet, but I think they were also like, and you're gay. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember this being a very big deal because it was like, this is not the L word. This is not a show for, for like adults. This is a show mm. for teenagers. Yes. And is television going to hell in a handbasket? Because there's women making out on TV. Mm-hmm. And enjoying it for themselves. Um, and they also talked a little bit about how like how much representation lacked at that time too, uh, mm-hmm. which was interesting. And I think there's like a whole another podcast to go into like the politics of this. Um, but yeah, Pam's advice does somewhat seem to fit the situation though, because she's like, why don't you talk to your friends about it? And do mm-hmm. something to commemorate Allison. Yeah. Find closure. And I think it could work in the way of like, why don't you open up to your friends and find support? So the advice is somewhat transferable. And also she probably should do something about her feelings about Allie. Yeah. Listen. There's Not a unrelated to her sexuality. There, there's a detective going around asking her about it. So she can't bury that no time soon. <laughs> right but like you know do something 
nice just for them, you know? Ah, yes, understood, understood. Um, and so now let's go over to Spencer's house. Okay. She's got a lot on her plate. She has a Latin test. She has a history. No, she has a Latin paper. She has a history test. And she's studying. And who walks by but her sister's fiance, Len? Mm-hmm. And he said, ah, is your bursa sack still giving you trouble? And she chuckles like a middle school boy and says she can't take him seriously when he's talking about a bursa sack. How do you feel about bursa sacks? I don't know what a bursa sack is. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> like, let, let me just say that, like, if fluid builds up in a bursa sack, it can cause some serious problems. So, like, he's like trying to be like, oh, like, are you, you need okay? To go pee? Like, do you need a massage? Do you need like massage therapy? Mm. And she's like, no, I have too much work to do. Um, and they start flirting and talking about how Spencer's family puts her under so much pressure. And, you know, Ren has had a choice about what he wants to do in life. And Spencer feels like she doesn't have a choice. Um, but she does have a choice about what's about to happen. <laughs> because Ren leans in and they can't. Like, 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 here's the thing. Like, I, I, I felt like if there wasn't this underlying tension, this would have been such a nice moment. <laughs> but because of this underlying tension, I did not feel good about anything that was happening at all. <laughs> and, and, and... And by underlying tension, you mean the fact that he's engaged to her sister. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he, she's, she, and also the girl in there is also a minor, and there's too much sexual tension in the room. Ooh, ooh, can we play our own version of high-low? Yeah. Okay, so earlier we played the high part of high-low. What is a lower-low? Being an English teacher and making out <laughs> with your 16-year-old student. Yes. Or being a med student and making out with your fiance's underage sister. Like, I can tell you this. Go ahead, tell me this. Wait, which is the lower low? Yeah, what's the oh, lower low? 100% the latter. Like, you have a lot more to lose, homeboy. Like, you're engaged, you're the medical profession. Like, if someone reports you, this could be real. This, this is the end of a lot. Like, no, okay, no. But think to- about this. Yes, yes, yes. Either way, you're registered as a sex offender. Correct. You are. One of these people works with children every day. Yes. You lose your teaching Wait, pause. License. But I think we both agree that the person who works with children every day should not have the current job that he has. I'm not disagreeing with you. And I'm saying, like, I cannot decide which is a lower low. I think they tie. Because I think if you lose your teaching license because you're a sex offender, you're not getting a higher paying job than education. True. And education doesn't pay a lot. No, it don't. And you're never teaching again. (laughs) No, you're not. And if you're a sex offender in medical school, first of all, can you continue medical school? I wouldn't think so. But I'm not not certain on that one. I'm not a certain on that. Listeners, write in. Um, we need answers. 
We need to know <laughs> how hey, bad he is sister. risking for it all. Not right now. Like, I haven't heard from you in so long. You're asking me about this? <laughs> my brother is considering applying to med school. So my dad works in a hospital. I'll ask him. Okay. I'm gonna call I'm gonna text him first thing he wakes up to tomorrow morning. God bless. God bless. I'm not gonna text my father this question. He's gonna be like, what are you talking about? And then I have to explain that I have a podcast about pretty little liars. You like how you stopped me from testing? <laughs> I was like, dude, you can Google this one on Google Incognito. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, anyway, they decide this, to make out and the door to Spencer's room is wide open and Melissa walks on by and sees the reflection of Ren and Spencer kissing in the mirror I'm not going to lie Jay and this is going to sound terrible I laughed so hard I hope I, you did <laughs> I laughed so hard I was like you got caught I hope she dumps you I hope she kicks you out of the barn <laughs> and just like that next morning Spencer wakes up and <laughs> yeah. boom yes Someone's moving out of the barn, and his name is Ren. You know what That's I said to that? Bye-bye, dirty. That's what you get, homeboy. There's consequences to your actions. Get it? Bye-bye, <laughs> birdie, because his name is Ren. Like a Wait, what's a Ren? It's a bird. It is? AJ, <laughs> that joke was so good! <laughs> <laughs> Jay, you know I'm not smart. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> I don't know things. But yes, a wren is a bird. That's crazy. <laughs> so when Melissa kicks him out of the barn, she might say, bye-bye, birdie. That's the mm. This is where you laugh. We <laughs> 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 so can cut that together and make it sound like you laughed the first time. <laughs> Getting Felipe, you don't have to do that. <laughs> but I do think it would be really funny if you did. So if you want to put that in like the blooper section at the end. That would be hilarious. We love you, Felipe. You're amazing. Um, so yeah, engagement is off. Screen. And uh just because we can't finish out an episode without checking in on our favorite duo, Mona and Hannah decide to do a little retail. And uh, they're walking through the parking garage and uh, Mona decides to say something that when I saw the captions before I heard what she said, I was very concerned we were going in a different direction because it is a show from 2010. Yes. She says, or Hannah asks if she thinks if Mona thinks the shoes and dress she bought would look good together and the next words out of Mona's mouth are what I'm about to say is going to sound totally gay but let me tell you my heart stopped I thought this is it Jay you need to have more faith in Mona you need to have faith in our girl you are so right because Mona says (laughs) This is going to sound totally gay, but I would totally think about, I would totally think about banging you if I saw you in the dress and the heels you just bought, 
which is a totally gay thing to say. <laughs> As a gay, I approve. We love Mona. This is the reason um, why she's topping the charts. <laughs> unproblematic queen. <laughs> um, party's over though, because uh, Mr. Detective is, is Mr. Detective. No, he doesn't deserve that. Miss, I almost said it again. Mr. Detective. Detective Bolden is there. Let's call him Darren. He don't deserve a title. Darren feels personal, and I don't want that kind of relationship. No, I want you to personally hurt that man. <laughs> he doesn't deserve a first name. Just Wilden. <laughs> kind of like uh, in Harry Potter when, when, uh, when Draco Malfoy says, Potter, you know? Is this the moment I told you I've never seen Harry Potter? That's okay. You're not missing much. I assume not. Um, it only defined a generation. Not mine. Uh-uh. <laughs> Actually, you're a cuss, so I guess you can say that. Um, but Wilden's just standing there watching them, and Mona's like, whatever, girl, ignore him. You didn't shoplift. You paid for that shit. And Hannah says that she knows, but she decides mm-hmm. to talk to Wilden anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, I'm going to tell him to back off. Stop following me. Stop showing up at my house. Stop banging my mom. Honestly, a reasonable request. And she's like, I'll pay. She's like, I'll work off the money or pay the money for the sunglasses. Leave my mom alone. And he says, uh, actually, you mm-hmm. know, I'm looking into you for more than just some stupid sunglasses. I'm I think that you have something to do or something to do with Allie's murder or you know something about who killed Allie and your mom might be hot. This is a quote, by the way, direct quote from Wilden. Wilden mm-hmm. says, your mom might be hot, Hannah, but she's not hot enough to make that go away. I think we have enough um, evidence to get that man at least suspended. This man should be convicted. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one time you're gonna hear me say fuck unions fuck the cop union I, I hate that man they get in the way of everyone else unionizing <laughs> all the benefits of their own union and he's over here objectifying ashley marin who did nothing who did one thing wrong sleep with him <laughs> But technically, he did something wrong by sleeping with her, too. Like, he did something worse. You know, he's and he's not hot enough to make that go away. He's not even hot at all. Tell how it is, Jay. Honestly, few men are hot enough. Actually, no man are, men are hot enough because this is ethically and morally reprehensible. Irreprehensible. I was about to say, like, what's the hotness scales to um, cross ethic boundaries? I don't think men have reached that. Nope. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, understood. Maybe understood. if you're Rihanna. Who? Rihanna. She don't have boundaries. She's a princess. I know. That's why she, because she would never do it, that makes her even hotter. <laughs> like she's already like on goddess it's... level and then it's like a little extra. Rihanna's doing her own thing. And we love that for her. 
I hear she's going to be on Celebrity Big Brother. I, um, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, also, if you're listening to this, AJ has the full cast list and he's keeping it a secret. I'm on production. I don't know. So you know that. don't message him on Twitter at <laughs> the Kid Norris. You can message me. You won't hear back. <laughs> I rumor has it that AJ Norris is the real Vegas. Oh, are you spoiler girl? <laughs> no comment. AJ spoiler girl. No comment. Maybe Mona's spoiler girl. Just kidding. Listen, if Mona only does things correctly, so. And we love that about her. <laughs> um, I, I, just I, in case you forgot. I, I don't want to. No, I think you. No, I think you want to forget about this next thing. Who oh, oh yeah, I want to. I, I mean, I don't want to go to this part. <laughs> Two, four, six, eight. Who do Jay and AJ hate? Aria. I hate her so much. I hate her so much. Um, she's getting coffee, walking home. It's raining. It's like that scene in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. You know what I'm talking about? So is this the point where I tell you? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man was my gender awakening. I've seen um, Spider-Man 3. Okay, well, there's a, an infamous scene, which after we record this podcast, I'm forcing you to watch. Because oh, it's, only, it's only like 30 seconds to a minute. Okay. Where Mary Jane is, wa- is in the rain, mm-hmm. and she and Spider-Man kiss, but Spider-Man is hanging upside down, and she like pulls his mask up, and they, they kiss. Oh, I've um, seen that uh, clip before. Yeah, so this very much gave me those vibes, except pedophile. because she's walking home and like was uber a thing in 2010 not mine i'll let you know okay but like she knows everyone in town and she her parents let her drive well we we've both discovered that this is a small medium townish um community college sized town um so it makes sense and we also discovered that she don't have a license so she don't care right but she didn't drive to this coffee shop because Ezra slows down. He no, stopped. can I ask you a question? Like, like, isn't it just the worst? Like, when it just, like, starts pouring out of nowhere? Like, you're just living your best life, and then it just starts to pour. You would think. But for Arya, she continues. Her life just gets better. Because Ezra offers her a ride. No, And then they start making out in the car. But This is stalker behavior, Jay. I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> like this is just getting worse <laughs> well let's let's move past it a little bit because Please. we have another fl- we, we flash to emily who's sitting in a restaurant and there's another flashback where she's thinking about Allie and how much she misses Allie. Mm-hmm. and um but the flashback is when after the jenna thing allison bought them all friendship bracelets with their friends on them Mm-hmm. Um, and she had given the girls the bracelets in the restaurant where Emily is sitting. Um, and Emily recalls Allison, uh, Allison asking Emily to tie her bracelet for her, mm-hmm. which was in a very flirtatious way. 
So yeah. she's sort of remembering the relationship that she had with Allie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just sort of to keep us, to keep that in the back of our mind that they sort of had a thing. And that was sort of Emily's awakening. Emily needs to break up with Ben. With who? With Ben. Oh, with Ben. Yeah. Yeah. They, I thought you said yeah. A, and I'm like, she's not like no, A's no, terrorizing no, no. them. No, Emily and Ben gotta break up. I like Ben, but they gotta they gotta separate. Yeah. Um, but we don't get a our blissful break from Arya Montgomery for long because now we're back at her house. And her father is sitting home alone in the living room. And he's like, listen, we need to talk because your mom, she knows something's going on. And I hope that you will continue to keep my affair secret. Um, and it's really hard right now for me because I still have to see the woman I had an affair with. Mm. Because she goes to Hollis and I teach at Hollis. Um, and it wasn't right. But you know, I was under a lot of stress. There's a lot going on. And Arya's like about, she's about to say something. <laughs> and her mom walks in and is like, I got Chinese food. And she mentions that Mr. Chung was so happy to see them, both because they're back from Iceland, our favorite destination. And also because they ordered like one of everything on the menu. And she says that Mr. Chung was like super happy to see them like three yeah. times. Mm-hmm. I literally wrote down that she says it three times. I feel like they went to uh, them a lot and they were like the sole purpose to stay in the business. <laughs> right. Like Mr. Chung is like, thank God. <laughs> Someone's ordering from my restaurant and not Thai takeout. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Thai has like seven locations within this community college town. <laughs> and we know it's not Thai takeout because it has, it's like a normal takeout bag that has like a paper receipt like stapled to it. Whereas the Thai takeout bag had a sticker on it that said Thai takeout in like mm-hmm. a fancy font. Yeah. Which like, if you're from the props department, just have some continuity. They like went all out. They were like, we can have two paper bags. They can have four paper bags because they ordered one of everything from the menu yeah. and we have one from Thai Takeout. Same episode. These people. No expense spared. Like, honestly, I love the subplot that there is a um, business war between Thai Takeout and Mr. Chang's. Not Mr. Chang's, Mr. Chung. Might be. Mr. Chung's. <laughs> Nothing Mr. Chung's but respect is... for my local Chinese food place. Honestly, I'm rooting for Mr. Chung. I want him to beat out Thai um... <laughs> But, but his business depends on the Montgomery family <laughs> staying in town. Listen, I often root for the underdog and I, my heart is often broken. <laughs> if anything happens to Mr. Chung, we riot. Honestly, we just need to get a second location. <laughs> That's, no, we just need I, to keep his location afloat. <laughs> if no. he wants a second location, he can get no, one. You know what? Like, that might be the issue because we. I, I know... Uh, there's this queer place I love to eat, right? But it's so out of the way that it's like a hassle to get to. So that's what, like, it's special. They need to move to a second location where it's like more convenient. And then not only more convenient, more tra- they get to get more traffic. So I think Mr. Chung needs to move locations so that we can get more traffic other than these stupid people. Okay, well, like, until that can ha- we need the Montgomery's to stay in town until that can happen because they okay, are like understood. funding his business. <laughs> <laughs> understood. 
Um, and and Ella is like, Aria, are you hungry? She's like, no, I'm not hungry. And she's like, are you sure? We like, if you're in the mood for lo mein, we have lo mein. If you want General Tso's chicken, we have that. If you want beef and broccoli, we have some of that. You want some wonton soup, we got that too. Um, and she's like, I'm not hungry. And she goes upstairs and can I, can I, can I? Yeah, go ahead. Do we watch the same episode? What? She didn't Did we... literally say all that. Yeah, comma, but the episode I watch was different because she was very receptive to what the dad was saying and was like about to turn a new leaf. And you know what? I agree with him. And when she asked for the food, she was like, yeah, I'm gonna eat. No, she went upstairs. To change clothes, to come back down to eat. <laughs> I am not gonna lie. I didn't really look at what Aria was like, her expression. I just sort of read the subtitles <laughs> and I was like, I do not care about Aria. <laughs> Let me invent my little fantasy. <laughs> like, Jay, I was pissed off. Like, my notes were pissed the fuck off because I was like, this man is not turning his daughter around to his side. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it doesn't matter, though, because uh, yes. Arya gets a text from A. Okay. <laughs> what does it say? It says, when students kiss teachers, someone gets hurt. And the yeah, hurt baby. All cats. And then it says, that's a promise I'll keep, dot, dot, dot. Oh, this took a turn. <laughs> um, and it stops raining a little while later. Mm-hmm. We pivot. We don't see the aftermath of that text. We see Spencer going for a run. And when she's on a run, she she's sees a Jenna sitting on a park bench. And she's texting someone. Mm-hmm. And Spencer's a decent uh, distance away. And she stops dead in her tracks. Mm-hmm. And Jenna turns her head and looks directly at Spencer. Yeah. And then it's the end of the podcast. Or the end of the show. That's and- it. I was like, so she sent a text message. What's the issue? <laughs> right. I don't think the what's text what's message the... is what's important. Oh, oh, wait, were they insinuating that she could actually see? No, no, because no, she's using assistive technology. That, so what was the point of the scene? I'm confused. I think, I think the they're trying to make a point of just as Arya is receiving a text, Jenna happens to be texting. Oh. Like, I think they're trying to put some sus on her, but it's not very effective. No, Jenna's not A. You know, I can tell you that right now. Jenna's not A. Yeah. But they're, I think they're also trying to imply that Jenna might not be as blind as she says she is. Mm-hmm. Because supposedly she wouldn't hear Spencer approaching from such a distance, but she happens to look directly at Spencer as she approaches. Hmm. Um, so I think they're just trying to say like something's off about Jenna and we don't know what. You know what? Everything we know about Jenna from the Jenna thing may not be true, is what I'm getting from this. Gotcha. I'm okay with this. So that <laughs> is the end of episode two. Yes. We we um, made it. 
shall we get into our end of podcast questions? Sure. So we had four messages from A this episode. Yes. The first one was dead girls walking. Uh Uh-huh. The second was, if only she could see how guilty you all look, referring to Jenna. Yes. The third was to Emily, and it was, did you get a goodnight kiss? Here's one for me, XOXO, dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. And the last one was to Aria, and it said, when students kiss teachers, someone gets hurt, in all Mm -hmm. caps. That's a promise I'll keep, dot, dot, dot. What message from A is your favorite? Um, the, the 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 second one. Um, if if only she could see how guilty you all look right now. Like, <laughs> I love that one so much because they looked all so guilty and nothing helped. And she was over here like just smiling, cheesing, like at least faking being kind. See, and like I like the fourth one because I'm like finally like an actionable threat. Oh. Like, someone deserves to get hurt. <laughs> oh, someone does deserve to get hurt. In that situation with Arya and Ezra. And I'm like, I hope Ezra gets hurt. Uh, see, I like the emotional manipulation. That's valid. <laughs> uh, and how did this compare to your prediction about what was going to happen to Jenna? And the episode. Well, I, 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 I was incorrect. I thought Allie was taking the fall for something she didn't do. Um, she obviously clearly did it. Um, <laughs> homeboy had nothing to do with it. So I was wrong about that. Uh, and apparently. And you thought Allie was like going to give up her mean girl thing to take the blame. Yeah. And she like literally. Oh, yeah, because the other guy had three strikes. And she like literally invented a situation to be yeah. mean. Yeah, <laughs> that that did happen. <laughs> I so, thought um uh, I thought the guy who was with um Jenna was going to change her. He was the one. <laughs> he was the one for her. Well, he did change her <laughs> into a raging bitch. <laughs> I thought it, <laughs> I wasn't correct. I didn't know what was happening. Um, and I know you mentioned earlier you think Wilden is the murderer. Correct. He is Who my number one suspect. Is A. I would love nothing more than for A to be Mona. For A to be Mona? Yes, I want A to be Mona. I, I like. Is after, that who you think it is, or who you want it to be? That's that's like that's currently who I want it to be. After the way they treated her over the past year, she finally gets to glow up and she gets to emotionally torture these people. I would love nothing more. <laughs> you are a petty, petty man, and I love you. <laughs> um. But who do you think is A? Who do you think is most likely A? Who do I think is most likely A? Um, That's a great question. I don't think... It's obviously not one of the core four, but it's someone who has the capabilities to see where... know where people are located at certain different times. And they have a closeness to the group.
I can hear the wheels turning in your head. I also think it's Officer Darren. Wilden. Wilden. Officer Wilden. I think it's Officer Wilden. Because, again, back to my story. Detective Wilden if you're going to be nice enough to give him a title. Well, um... That son of a bitch. Because uh, so, <laughs> like my theory said, I believe he was the older man that um, um, Allie was sleeping with. And you know what? <laughs> I think she spoke everything to that man. You I think, think she had... You yes. think not only did he make out with this girl, hook up with her, yes, get all her secrets, yes, and now he's investigating her murder and torturing all her friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. And like for no reason. Like it's not like these no. girls seem to have done anything to ask. No, there's a reason. He's trying to emotionally manipulate them so that way they're in an emotional state. So when he like gotcha, y'all are taking the fall for my crime, it makes perfect sense. Right, right, right. But like it's it's not like he's doing it because like they hurt Allie, like emotionally. Oh, you know, like no, none but, of these secrets are about Allie and what Oh, they he does not Allie. care about it. He does not care about Allie. Like he's the one who killed her. Like so he has no right. care. <laughs> I just I'm just yeah, I'm loving your I'm loving your head cannons. I'm loving the fiction that lives in your head. <laughs> and I say fiction because this whole show is fiction. So even if what you're saying is what factually happens in the show, it's still fiction. Yes, <laughs> I appreciate that. Like, I'm, Jay, I'm pretty sure I'm going to come in tomorrow and be like, I know who murdered Allie. And it's going to be it something not... completely different. <laughs> yes. Um, well, speaking of next week, uh, next week's episode references something we talked about in this week's episode. It references Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird. The episode is called To Kill a Mocking Girl. Yes. AJ, what's that episode going to be about? Um, To kill a mocking girl, it is going to be a mocking girl. <gasps> this is going to be Mona's big episode. This, this is going to be Mona's big episode. Her <laughs> party? 100%. Like, her and, um, and Hannah was mocking girls earlier in the hallway for getting a boob job. <laughs> this is going to be her coming out episode and it's going to further cement that she is the one sending text messages. <laughs> oh, you think we're going to find out who A is in episode three? Oh, we're not. Um, but but we're, we're, we're going to muddy the water. We're going uh, to muddy the water. What about Allie? Is Allie the mocking girl? Uh, probably because she's a mean person and oh, to kill and she's already dead. Oh, what if... I don't know my, what next week's episode is about, by the way. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't read the What book. if my original theory was right and someone threatened to kill her? And we get the flashback of someone threatening this girl. Probably Emily. And that's why she's the one that's most likely to crack because she was mean to her. You know what? That's my new prediction. Okay, state it again just for those who are catching up. If you just oh, tuned in, this is AJ's prediction. For season one, episode three, Pretty Little Liars, titled To Kill a Mocking Girl. So I think two things are, three things are going to happen. Thing number one, we're going to muddy the waters on who A is. Um, we're not just going to think it's general. We're going to have another possible person that it could be. And AJ two, thinks that's going to be Mona. It's going to be Mona's big coming out party. Like she's going to have a great episode. This is going to be the most Mona content and we're going to love it. <laughs> and three, we're going to see a flashback of Emily and A getting into a big fight that ends with Emily threatening um, Allie's life. Bam. <laughs> so I can't wait. Tune in next week. Oh, um, pause. And yeah. at the very end of the episode, um, her dad comes back. 
from oh yes i am looking forward to seeing <laughs> your predictions are correct I'm excited. um if you're listening and you would like to send us some feedback um mm-hmm. and it can be spoiler free or f- spoiler full um mm-hmm. either way um you can send it to two secrets pod that's the number two secrets pod at gmail.com or you can message it to us on twitter to the account dragon babies pod so it's dragon mm. babies with a z instead of an s pod yes um also we are going to be on all podcast streaming platforms in the hopefully next week or so um so if you want to mm-hmm. give us a a review hopefully five stars if you're enjoying us um, five stars give us a review there um and also rating we only and, accept five stars <laughs> yeah listen if you don't give us five stars we are sending a after you <laughs> but a is mona so like we're you're gonna enjoy it <laughs> no we're sent like if a is mona like you know she's gonna do a good job of absolutely eviscerating <laughs> so like five stars five stars <laughs> and uh, the same um, implied threat, I guess, <laughs> um, <laughs> applies for our sister podcasts, um, which are the Dragon Babies podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and also the Brazilian Dragon podcast, which is also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, so all three of those rate and review us. We would love to send Mona like with a brand new pair of sunglasses for you and not as a, you know? <laughs> so okay. like there's two sides of Mona and you want to stay on the good side. So uh, get to it. Um, and uh, AJ, where can yes. people find you? You can find me on Twitter at DudKidNorris. I'll be promoting um, any other things I will be doing for example coming out i am the mon- i am on the most recent episode of naomi calhoun's mike white was raw podcast so go listen there to hear my survivor hot take i'm also going to be on the next episode of community building on postal recap with jess sterling and the great josh wiggler so if you want to hear us like talk about the show community go listen there oh, my baby boy is all grown up busy with ah! Ah! you my baby boy um that was weird i'm never saying that again um (laughs) if you want to find me you can find me on twitter uh at jmanji underscore that's j-a-y-m-a-n-j-i underscore like Mm -hmm. jamanji the game but it's me your boy jay um i'm non-binary that was a boy with a b-o-i um there was Uh, actually four eyes it was the longest yeah boy ever. <laughs> if you don't know that, you should not be listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, and with that, Felipe, take us away with some outro music and maybe some bloopers where AJ's actually laughing at my jokes. Ha 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 ha. All right. Catch you later, guys. Got a secret, can you keep it? Swear this one you save Better lock it in your pocket Taking this one to the grave If I show you, then I know